Jarvis, drop my needle. Hello, this is the hardcore legend Mick Foley, and if you are interested in listening to idiots, you came to the right place. Have a nice day. Woo! That's an attention getter. He's a very strange young man. He's an idiot. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. Oh my God, he's an idiot. You know, of course, that you're out of your jurisdiction. Personally, I think you're an idiot. But that's the evidence in the car. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. Always like to keep my audience riveted. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, friends and fiends, and welcome to Free Range Idiocy, the podcast about everything, but mostly just the stuff we like. We're going to get this out on Front Street right now. We know that professional wrestling, or wrestling, isn't everyone's jammy jam. It can be loud, obnoxious, and silly to the point of absurdity. And that's just me when someone mentions the name Roman Reigns. However, we occasionally like to dedicate some time to checking in on what the WWE is up to and how Vince is alternately ruining and bettering everyone's lives every so often. So we thank you in advance for indulging our fondness for the squared circle as we embark on a recap of the 2021 Royal Rumble in this episode 56, The Night of a Thousand Spears. My name is Todd, and with me, as always, is a man who is intimately acquainted with customer service on at least two continents now and has himself a shiny new internet machine that will more than likely burst into flames tomorrow morning shortly after sunrise he is the billy k to my peyton royce we don't come from a land down under but he's always dreamed of having his very own kangaroo so i guess we'll count it i give you the man they call tim greetings and salutations my friend you have you have passed the test oh good good you know i didn't hear that very often in school so i'm just glad to hear it now you remember all those semesters I was on academic probation. Oh, <laughs> man. You have passed the test, says the oh. 54-year-old Bill Goldberg. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to get to that later. And I've, I haven't had enough bullet rye in order to properly discuss oh, this quite yet. Yes, yes. But it is good to be here chatting with you once again, my friend. But before yes, we get too deep into this, can you name the tag team? Uh, that would be uh, the Iconics. Yes. Glorious. No, I won't give in, I won't give in till I'm victorious. And I will defend, I will defend. Our first ever use of, uh, of women's tag team mm-hmm. names in this, and uh, it seemed particularly relevant given some of the goings on last night at the pay per view of Royal Rumble 2021. I would agree. And Billy Kay, uh, unique, and she kind of grows on you as time goes on. <laughs> I, you know, I'll, I'm going to hold off on that, but that I will tell tell you, I hated that, that little bit of shtick at the beginning and it did. It totally grew on me after the first few minutes. I'm like, damn it. I don't want to like this, but I can't help it. It cannot. I don't want to watch it, but I cannot look away. It it was, it was, it was like a very weird Australian car wreck. It it was, but it it was funny. Yeah, it was. Oh, boy. So we are going to be talking a little Royal Rumble later on. But before that, uh, we've got some other stuff to talk to because uh, Tim goes out and he scours the interwebs and he finds us stuff to talk about because, you know, we don't have enough of that. <laughs> we, we don't make enough of ourselves. We yes, need more least. stuff to talk about? It, well, yeah, it could, just for variety's sake, really. That's what we're trying to do. Is it's a three-ring circus method. If you don't like the, you don't like the elephants, maybe you'll like the, the dancing bear. Absolutely. Which th- the dancing bear is basically me. Uh, so what do we got this week for The Week in Geek? The Week in Geek. 
feels so funky. Yes, something we talked about a couple of weeks ago, and sadly, given what I'm reading now, uh, so this is from Inside the Magic, which is a little bit more reputable source, um, and is getting into much more detail. So it's one of those things that you know, when when you hear a lot of noise, it may actually be going on. It's seeming more and more like Disney Plus is looking to retcon the sequel trilogy for Star Wars. Uh, and they're going to do it in one of the strangest ways I, I really could think of, of them doing it, which is it sounds like they're going to do a three-season series rather than a movie trilogy. It would feature archive footage of the late Carrie Fisher, uh, Harrison Ford, and Luke Sky uh, sorry, Luke Skywalker, Mark Hamill together, uh, because apparently J.J. Abrams did film about 10 minutes of the three of them together. And it would rework the events of the sequel trilogy of, uh, you know, Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and Rise of Skywalker. No, God! So... No, God, please, no! Uh, yeah, so so that would mean first season would, would essentially re- rework Force Awakens, second season would be Last Jedi, third season, Rise of Skywalker. No! I, I'm just like... No! I, I, I don't feel good about this. <laughs> no! Can I just tell you, once again, I... I I don't like to use the word hate because I think it's an number one. I think it's overused, and number two, I think it's just a it's a poor way to express things because you you probably don't really. And and as you've heard many times on this show, it is a, a phrase owned by Mr. Carl Weathers now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but I hate this idea. <laughs> they all hate you. I, I absolutely hate this idea, and here's why. So JJ had his fingers all over episodes seven and nine. I would say out of the out of the sequel trilogy, my in order of preference, I would actually go with eight, seven, nine, mm-hmm. with with nine being a distant third. If I could put it fourth, I would. If they had some sort of like animated series, like you know, that functioned as a two point five, I would put that before uh, before Rise of Skywalker. So, as much as I enjoyed Force Awakens. To me, the rise of Skywalker really is the ju- is kind of like the the proof in the pudding yeah. of where they kind of wanted to take this because he had control over the first and the third, and then felt like things went awry in the middle. I and and if you, I mean, maybe there's people out there who love Rise of Skywalker, but if that's your definitive version of how you want things to go, I don't want any. I don't want to see the rest of it retcon because at least I can enjoy the first two movies. Right. As whereas the third is sort of like meh. You know, and it's not it's not Phantom Menace bad, but it's not it's not where I was hoping things would end. Right. You know, and I know you're working with a, again, like you're you're working with what you have. But still, damn, there's got to be a better version of that movie yeah. than where you wound up. I don't like this idea. I don't like it at all. I, I just I think because uh, if it's if it's J.J. and 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 them trying to get everything to be equal to, you know, Rise of Skywalker, ooh, count me out. I'm I'm good just going back and watching the DVDs. I'm fine with that. That's yeah. you know, I don't. Well, like it. and and for for me the thing is like especially with Rise of Skywalker, if you're unwilling to change the story away from Palpatine coming back, I, I don't understand how this is a retcon. It's like it, you're you're trying to do what Francis Ford Coppola just did with Godfather Three and just reorder things to try to you know, bring a, maybe a little more semblance of order and, and consistency to the story that mm-hmm. may have been lacking when you did the first go around. But, you know, when, when my main issue is Palpatine coming back and, and wishing that there was a, a different story told with, with Kylo and, and Ray, 
and they're not going to be doing that. It's just going to be kind of a reshuffling of things. It's like, I, I don't, I'm not interested, you know? And Well, and the difference is with Godfather 3, Coppola directed it because they were going to do it without him. So he, right, he, he, right. he did it for those reasons. And, he, and what he wanted was six months to write it and to, to develop it and all that. And they're like, yeah, you got six weeks. Yeah. So when he goes back and he's revisiting it, I could see it of like, I could see the point of that. Like, okay, I wrote it. I, I, I directed it. I, I had my hand in it. And you know what? If I just had some more time, mm-hmm. then I could have done something different and I would have done it a different way. Fine. This wasn't a matter of like, oh, it was so rushed. Like, no. You had time. I mean, yeah. it wasn't like the movie came out that quickly on the heels of, of you know, Last Jedi or anything like that. And it, every excuse I've heard about how, oh, well, we need to course correct things, like, it doesn't ring true. Yeah. It was it was because the audience, you know, some people reacted poorly to it and they panicked. Yeah. And I don't like the reason of going back and fixing that I, and then trying to smooth everything out. Because in what you're going to do is you're going to pull it all down to the lowest common denominator. That's right. what I think. That's right. my fear is you're going to pull it down to down to all. It's all going to be the level of Rise of Skywalker. And mm-hmm. I don't know that anybody's asking for that. Even people who like that movie. I don't think they're asking for everything to be that level because that's several floors below what all the other movies are. <laughs> right. Right. And again, it's almost like with with the Justice League Snyder cut. Like, oh, yeah, it'll be it'll be a nice curiosity. And hey, maybe I'm wrong and it's going to be great. Unless you're going to kind of redo the whole thing. Like, if you're going to take Palpatine out of it, I mean, then maybe, but you're still stuck with That's the ending. That yeah. is the ending. Kylo dies, Palpatine's in it, and Rey is, is what Rey was. That's what it is. Right. Unless you're going to somehow go back and, you know, oh, what? It, they're going to pull, like, <laughs> they're going to pull, like, a G.I. Joe the movie, and you're going to have, like, a whole thing, like, oh, by the way, Luke really isn't dead. He's just in a coma. You know, like, the... <laughs> You remember what they did that with, with G.I. Joe, the movie? Because they, yes. they, they, yes. they, they already killed off Optimus Prime and Transformers, and that freaked all the kids out. So then they killed Duke off, and they're like, no, no, he's just in a coma. Like, yeah, yeah. And it was, like a, it was like so obviously like dropped in <laughs> afterwards. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that was uh, awful. Yeah, so I, I, unless they do that, I don't know how, I don't know how else you, you change this at all. And yeah. it just, it just, oh, just well, let it be. And here's a little nugget, too. Uh, Billy D. Williams, and of course... Uh, Anthony Daniels, uh, big popular individual with the uh, scruffy looking podcasters. <laughs> oh boy, Ke- right, Ke- Kelly right Marie. Now they're all they're, they're they all just puckered. Ke- Kelly <laughs> Marie Tron have all indicated they have a will. There's a willingness there to come back. Adam Driver has remained ambiguous on coming back if they were to film new footage and and truly you know kind of redo the story. Here here's the rub. Oscar mm. Isaac, John Boyega, and Daisy Ridley have all expressed they will not return to the Star Wars universe. So I'm kind of thinking, what exactly are you planning on doing then? Because you're either just restitching what you have or you're trying to film a couple things and working it into the stuff you already have. And it's just kind of yeah. weird. It's just such a, like, just don't do it. Don't do it. No, no. God! No. do it. No, God, no, please, no. no, no. I'm not I'm not looking forward to that at oh. all. No! Well, and moving on to bigger and better things, because uh, yes. as you know, Uncle Todd has quite the vendetta going with one Vincent K. McMahon. It's not it's not a vendetta. It's just like it's, it's just the I'm, fact I'm, you just I'm give in, him money. 
I'm in WWE Network Debtor's Prison, apparently. I just can't get out. <laughs> can't get out from under this. Well, Uncle Todd is about to become a, a donor uh, to, to the Peacock. Uh, <sighs> he, he, is, he is going to be giving his, his hard-earned uh, simoleons over to NBC uh, as the Peacock has uh, nailed down exclusive U.S. streaming rights to the WWE Network. And if history has shown us anything, Uncle Todd and I shan't be canceling our subscriptions anytime soon. <laughs> I don't know about that. I'm I am I'm prepared to cancel now because I think I've watched just about everything I can uh, that I'm that I'm really and truly interested in. Yeah. Uh, however, you know, I, I the Yokozuna be- do- documentary is pretty good. Oh, I did. I actually watched that last night. It you, was. I figured really you would good. have. I was wondering if you're going to stay up late and watch that. Well, you know what? I, I will say this. Oh my gosh, they're good. Like it, it doesn't even. It's not even like an option afterwards. It just rolled right after, the right after the rumble finished. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, I'm not really sleepy, so. <laughs> I'm already comfy. The cat's already on my lap, Might so I'm not well. moving for a little while. So all right, fine. But but here's what I find so funny. All of those documentaries, and, and this will jump ahead to my aunt, another thing, uh, but, which I won't give away quite yet. But all of these documentaries they do, very compelling content. Mm-hmm. The, these, these people, the, these wrestlers, you know, especially those from, from the 80s, 90s, I mean, you know, no, no offense to, to those that preceded them from the, from the earlier era, but... Damn you, old man! The ones that we grew up watching, who we connect with and stuff, fascinating stories behind these guys. You know, and, and fascinating stories behind, you know, the, these periods where, you know, the, the, the business was booming and, uh, and and just, you know, what 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 they went through and, and just just their whole backstory. And, and I've you know, I haven't seen the Yokozuna one myself, but, you know, my nephew and my brother in law watched it and they're, they're not you know, they're just kind of getting into it. But they were just like, oh, it was really good. You know, like like a lot of really good. You know, story. You know, good story behind the guy and everything. So, yeah, when they do documentaries about you know past guys and and even or I don't even say guys, but but the the ladies and gentlemen who have been wrestling over the last three decades, they they do a serviceable job of telling a story. Oh, more than serviceable. Uh, the Andre the Giant documentary that that was on HBO. Like it was produced. It was a joint uh, WWE and HBO production. But it, the more that I've seen a couple of these documentaries, it really was. A WWE documentary, yeah, like it's yeah. there. There, it is really good quality that they do uh, in terms of interview, in terms of working in the footage. Just everything they do is really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it, it's worth you know a subscription to go through some of that. But after a little while, you kind of start having to weigh like, okay, how many of these streaming services do I have, and at what point yeah. am I approaching what I would be paying for cable? And and that's kind of the right. thing for me. Like I got it. I got it. I have to balance a few of these, and I might I might put them on a rotation, which is kind of the nice thing about the streaming thing is you could, with a lot of these, like the content, unless you get into a show, like if you get on like Netflix or, or whatever, if you get into a show, then yeah, you're, you're kind of stuck, you know, yeah. unless you just yeah. want to wait until it's over. But if you, like if I were to go on Netflix now, there's not really any shows that I want to watch, so I could probably have it for like a month and go through most of the stuff that I want to see and then, you know, peace out for a few months. Yeah. So I think that's at least the one good thing about this whole like streaming era that we're in right now. Yeah. And that, my friend, is the Weekend Geek. Well, thank you very much for all of your investigative prowess. Mm-hmm. And uh, now we are going to get into the topic of the evening, 
Ladies and gentlemen, the Royal Rumble 2021, or as I'm liking to call it, the night of a thousand spears, because I swear Vince made some sort of mandate like every match has got to have at least three spears. Yep. I was expecting Rhino to show up in the in the Rumble, really. <laughs> I was like, they got to have him, and I was like, oh, if, man. if JR had been on commentary as a guest, then it would have been, because then you would have heard the gore, gore. Yep. You know, like yep. that would I mean, it would have. But unfortunately, he didn't. Uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe he was busy wrestling an independent show in Abilene or something. I'm not sure what Rhino's up to these days. Selling insurance, perhaps, which would be really interesting. Maybe. Uh, but so we uh, we we are going to talk about this. And, and just for uh, further edification, we're going to be ranking these uh, one to five stars. And uh, one thing I just want to make clear about my rankings, because I know that Tim has, has made fun of some of my higher rankings and some of my lower rankings in the past. And uh, I judge these solely on the basis of the show itself. I'm not being uh, I'm not putting this pretending to put this into any historical context. So when I give something like a five star, you know, I don't want to hear it from, you know, someone who's like, you know, that isn't you're saying that match is as good as that time that Ric Flair wrestled, you know, Big Ricky Dick Steamboat Dwyer. for 60 minutes. Yeah. Big Dick Dwyer back in 1977 in the Mid-South Coliseum. And, you know, they only too bad they don't have any footage of it. But the one guy who had it, he, he had too many Cokes that day and he was, he was shaky. And uh, no, I'm not putting in that context. It's just like whatever happens to be this this show. Um, and I think that uh, that these shows should run is that you should be able to catch most everything you need from the show. Mm -hmm. If it's well done and a story is well told, mm -hmm. you can kind of catch up as you go along. You don't need a ton you don't need to watch every single minute of TV leading up to it. Right. Um, right. And sometimes they do that well. Sometimes they don't. Uh, we will see how they did this time around. But in fairness, you you have given some preposterous ratings when the individual named has a first name or last name where Roman or Reigns happens to be present. <laughs> well, and I would, I, you know what, I will defend those to the hilt. I, <laughs> I, those were all perfectly justified. So uh, right. what, do you, what, are your, what are your thoughts overall? Any brief kind of uh, thoughts in, of the, of the pay-per-view as a whole? Even though it's not really a pay-per-view anymore, mm -hmm. you know, which is kind of funny that we're still calling it a pay-per-view, but it's like you're not, it's not like you, you and your friends are all putting in five bucks. Yes. <laughs> you know, to get this thing. Yeah. But what were your what were your overall impressions of the, um, of the evening? Overall, I thought it was a serviceable event. I, I didn't think it was an awful event. I think the uh, the women's rumble was well done. I'll, I'll you know when we get to that match, I'll I'll especially get into the ending because I I really really enjoyed that. I thought the men's rumble was interesting. You know, I, I I like what they're doing with with Edge's character and really kind of playing up the kind of old gunslinger, you know, kind of aspect where he's trying to, you know, prove something to himself just one last time. Mm -hmm. um, really, uh, you know, I thought I thought the matches were okay. Um, I, you know, I don't want to say too much because once we get into the match-by-match -match breakdown, we can get into the details. But Yeah, yeah. But I thought um, two world titles uh, on the men's side were, were interesting. Um, I liked <laughs> one more than the other. I thought the women's championship match was eh, just because I, you know, again, I'll get into it later, but you know, I think I think character really means a lot when you get into these, you know, these singles matches, mm -hmm. um, you know, in terms of of caring enough about what's going on, you know. Yes. And so, you know, but but 
but overall, I mean, it wasn't an awful event. I, I kind of put it at, at, you know, if we want to do a star rating on the event itself, I put it at about a, a two, five or a three, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's, it, it was very balanced. It, it had some low, you know, some low points, but it also had some really strong points as well. So I, I came out of it, uh, you know, enjoying it. It was entertaining, but, but I am, you know, remembering back to like, you know, the ones where I, you know, I was watching a lot of the pay-per-views more back in the nineties and, and it was just, there's a very stark difference. You know, every match really meant something, you know what I mean? Mm. And, and it, like even the opener would, would, you know, you'd have some investment in the story. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I just don't know that that was true for all the matches here. So um, that's my overall kind of take. What What is yours, sir? I would say I was pleasantly surprised. I feel like some of the pay-per-views that we've looked at and some of that I've watched over the past couple of years because, uh, like, I, I think it was – was it the Survivor Series or was it Rumble was the first one that we kind of did a show on uh, I think it was when. Survivor Series – Okay, but I, I I really hadn't watched much beyond the last year or two, and some of them have been good, some of them have been really not good. I felt like this one, I felt like it was worth the money, which is funny because I'm not really paying for it, although I am. Uh, this was, I felt like this was an actual pay-per-view. It had enough of a feel of a bigger show. It didn't feel like this was just a glorified episode of Raw or mm-hmm. SmackDown or, or whatever TV was happening during the week. It felt like an event. And that's saying something considering that you're still dealing with an empty arena as as, as yeah. well as Thunderdome has been done. And honestly, man, for everything that WWE has done wrong over the years, they nailed that. That is mm-hmm. such a great way to do this and to, to get you know, a little bit of life into things. I know you're piping in crowd noise and yeah. Vince must love that, that he can bring up a, this is awesome chant whenever he wants to. Um, <laughs> but I think I, it was, I, I actually enjoyed it a lot and I came away from it going, you know what, if I had paid money for that, if I had like specifically for this event, I would have felt like I got my money's worth. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I, I don't know what I'd rate it. I would probably rate it. I would rate it higher than you. I'd probably put it around to 3.5. Okay. I was I was overall fairly I was overall satisfied with the event uh, when I got done. However, that might have something to do with a bit of the order of of things as well. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we will get into that in a moment. So those yes. are my overall thoughts. Yeah. So it sounds like the two of us weren't that far off. You know, I mean, you're not going to go into the four or five range on this event because you, you need something really spectacular, kind of across all the matches, to kind of get to that level. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, no, I, I, I could see a, a three, five for this one because it, it was, it, it was respectable. I didn't, I felt it was better than when we, you know, our, our, I think going back a few episodes, we, we did a survivor series review and I felt like this was a step, a step up from that one. Oh, this is like two or three steps up from it. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I, I was not happy with survivor series whatsoever. That, that, mm. that one right there is, it felt like it was a glorified episode of raw. Yeah. Yep, I, I felt I felt like that it was that with a little bit of extra matches and the and the Undertaker thing. Yep, like, eh, yeah, that's great. I'm, I'm sure I, I bet I bet an episode of Raw would have actually been more satisfying because it probably would have had a little bit more movement to it, you know. Right, right. But anyway, uh, so let's run this puppy down, and we're starting off. And uh, where did the, oh, of course it takes. I was like, where does this happen? It was in Florida at yes. Tropicana Field, the same place they've been doing for a long time now mm-hmm. um i will say before we get into the first match the the like full-on nfl films intro with some of the stats and all that mm-hmm. dude that had me i was like this is 
this is actually really cool, you know? And I, th- I think that is cool when they get into some of these it really brings out the sports in the sports entertainment when you start to bring in some statistics and because even though i mean we know this is predetermined and yada 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 the the numbers do mean something though because as as you know as we've heard from different wrestlers like becoming the champion it doesn't mean that you actually legitimately beat that person it but it is a a sort of achievement in that the company feels that you are the person you are the guy you're the one who's going to run with the ball and uh so the the numbers of when you're selected to win some of these big matches really does mean something because you're you're obviously seen as someone who can help carry the company yep and draw money as we and we know Vince loves to draw money. The money, so, Uncle Todd. I'm looking at you. Make money, money, make money, money, money. Yeah, there was a great interview with Paul Heyman where he was talking about the whole promo he cut with Vince in the ring, and Vince didn't say anything, and it was the one where he was just like reaming him out about ECW and yep. running down his dad and all that. He's talking about it, and and Vince and he says, Vince, so Vince, you want to know anything I'm going to talk about? No, no, just go out there and draw me money. <laughs> And of course, like Paul Heyman's like Vince McMahon is impression is so over the top because Paul Heyman's already over the top. Oh gosh! So, you know, it, oh, it's it's awesome. I'll make sure I link that in the show notes because it's it is so worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Oh man, another guy I could just listen to talk wrestling all day. Uh, but so our first match of the night, the curtain jerker as it is, is a championship match. So we have Drew McIntyre defending the WWE Championship against <sighs> Goldberg. Goldberg. Yeah, <laughs> almost feels like one of the, like that old like Prince Spaghetti. Like Goldberg, time for dinner. <laughs> Oh boy, I you know I really didn't I, I, for like thirty seconds. The Goldberg entrance was kind of cool, and if you and the way I put it was like if you squint really hard, Goldberg almost looks like young Goldberg until you see him and then yeah. you realize oh he's fifty four, mm-hmm. and and then you just kind of get pulled out of it and the, and all of a sudden like a fifty year old fifty four year old dude trying to act like he's this like. 30 year old like just giant killer it doesn't work the same no you know it just doesn't work the same i want to hear your impression on this but i am still not loving mcintyre's entrance it seems just it seems silly to me really silly really oh it's like it's a sword in the stone in reverse it never goes in straight anyways it always goes in at some awkward angle and it looks like he's about ready to fall over because he's leaning on like like i don't that's oh yeah that's a real badass dude right there he almost tripped on his own sword awesome i don't know it it just it 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 doesn't feel i don't know it just doesn't work for me i I could be the only one i like the visual of of him coming out in the scottish garb in the kilt with with the long you know you know with the broadsword and 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 you know the 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 showmanship going on there i you know is something i i enjoy i i think it's a cool effect I like where they position this, and, and, and here's what I find interesting. So I, I really feel like they positioned this this match where they did because of the limitations of Goldberg. Uh, and yeah. what I don't understand <laughs> what, what I don't understand is why if, if, if you know what you have with him and you, you know that you're not going to get a long match out of him, why are you having him do this? 
And I actually uh-huh. read something today, which was really interesting around, you know, Goldberg. And, and I, I really feel like he gets, you know, especially with these returns he's been doing, he gets a lot of crap, which he doesn't deserve because I don't think, you know, I, I think he knows the business enough to know what works and what doesn't. And, and he caught a lot of flack last year for beating the fiend. I think in last February, he beat him for the universal championship and the fiend was on fire and they, you know, they had this thing and he just like knocked him out in like no time. Mm -hmm. And you know, his whole response to that is like, look guys, I'm not like lobbying for any of this. You know what I mean? (laughs) He's, He's like, I'm not the one that makes the decisions here. And, and I'm saying this because during the match with McIntyre last night, he goes to do the jackhammer, and it didn't come off very well. Oh, sloppy as hell. And I read today that he actually he doesn't want to do it. Like, he, mm-hmm. he knows, like, I think he knows his limitations, but Vince likes it. Well, the thing is, he almost crippled Undertaker with it he how almost, many years yes. ago now? Yep, yep. I mean, it, I, I can't imagine why anyone, I can't imagine why anyone would allow him to do that. Yeah. Like if I, if if you're his opponent, especially where you're McIntyre, yep. I mean, is Vince really going to like take the title off of you for that? Be like, right. no, right. Vince, do I need to show you the tape of him almost like crippling the Undertaker, like putting him in a wheelchair? Do I need to show you that? I'm as big as the Undertaker. Bill is 54 years old. Well, I don't care how much he's lifting right now. He's not going to be able to lift me and do this move properly. And let's keep in mind with that that Undertaker match. It was in Saudi Arabia. They were fighting at a time when it was like a hundred degrees. The humidity was just insane. I I, I question the responsibility sometimes of putting two fifty year olds out there uh-huh. under those conditions. You know what I mean? Like I I guess what I'm trying to say is like I, I'm not trying to you know just be a a defender of Goldberg, but I feel like. You know, at his age, he really does appreciate the business, and and I think he's he's found some peace. You know, I think there was a lot of tumult that he kind of dealt with when he transitioned from WCW into WWE, and 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 his whole like one year run that did not go very well. And now he comes back, and you know, I think he has an appreciation for the business. I think he has a respect. For, I mean, not that he didn't have a respect before, but I mean, he just comes back. With with clearly the right mindset, you know he's humble. Make him humble. He, he's coming in to just, you know, do something like like when he came back and fought Brock Lesnar, he was doing it in some ways to be that superhero for you know his son. You know he wanted his son and his wife to kind of see like this is what I once was. You know, mm-hmm. and that's all he really wanted. And then Vince, of course, wants to bring him back because you know he, he he is he's an entertaining guy. I mean he's always interesting to kind of see, but. Just- I knew going into this match that, you know, at his age and given what he's done, he's limited to, you know, these matches are not going to be 20 minutes long. Just draw me money. You know, they're, no. they're, they're going to be short, brawling, high impact. Someone's going down within 10 minutes sort of matches. And just draw me money. Putting him first made sense. I, I, I understand why they did what they did. Just draw me money. With McIntyre getting speared early on. Mm-hmm. I just think it's just stupid the way they do this thing where, and Cole was like obnoxious, you know, if that's even possible, because he's gotten better. <clears throat> but he was obnoxious at the beginning. It was like, oh, the bell hasn't rung. The bell hasn't rung. The match isn't official. It's like, okay, so some shenanigans is going to happen now, right? Yeah. And of course, he gets, you know, McIntyre gets speared through the, the, the barrier at ringside. And they're doing it to just kind of, and I get why they did it. They're, they're, they're getting McIntyre vulnerable 
so that when they do a couple minutes of action, it makes sense. I mean, let's be honest. McIntyre put him down pretty quick. <laughs> you know what I yes. mean? And and, yeah. and and given, you know, his character and his finisher and so forth, he he's known to do that. He pops that that kick out of nowhere and just levels his opponent. And so, you know, I, I understood why they did it. I didn't think it was a great match. I don't fault the guys, though, because I feel like they were working with what they had. And they did the right thing at the end with having Goldberg be the guy who goes up to him and says, look, you, and that's where this the whole pass the test thing comes from, because that's what he said to him a few times. He's like, you, you pass the test and shook his hand and they had a moment. And, and, and I, I like that moment because McIntyre throughout his his you know interviews kind of leading up to this event would go back to where, you know, who he was as a kid, as a fan watching Goldberg in WCW. You know, and and so I'm sure for him, this was like a huge honor to fight someone who was someone he saw when he was a kid and be able to, to do that. So I, I, I like the way they, they played it out. But I mean, I, I gave it two stars. I didn't think it was, you know, it was a below average match. It wasn't awful, but it was below average. But I, I at least thought they did the right thing with the ending of it and, and the show of respect and just, you know, playing it out the right way. Cause I, I, I really feel like that's, that's the only thing they could have done because Goldberg's too limited at this point. Just draw me money. I had this at two, two stars as well because ah, we start off of like mind uh, because I appreciate the fact that McIntyre was able to work with Goldberg and his two moves of doom. I mean, at least John Cena has five. Goldberg basically has the spear and the jackhammer, and that's it. Yeah. There's there's no other moves. Yep. There's not a suplex. Uh, or Did he do a – he might have done a body – no, he didn't even do a body slam. He, he's got nothing. He's got no moves. Nothing. Mm-hmm. And it, this this match reminded me of, like, back in the day when you and I would play, like, uh, play like PlayStation and we'd be playing <laughs> football or we'd be playing baseball. And essentially, <laughs> it would just be like, if it was football, you'd just be throwing long passes the whole time, just trying to connect on an 80-yard pass. Yep. That's all it was. Uh, or, or when we'd play baseball and you just, you get, like, the hottest pitcher that you can and you just throw f- as hard as you can. Mm-hmm. Like, just fastballs, just constantly. The whole, Spamming whole, the power move. Yeah. And that's all this was. It was a match of finishers. Yep. That's all it was. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate I appreciate kind of the the way they did it, the way they made it quick and the way that uh, they kind of like you said they they injured McIntyre at the beginning to make it a little bit more believable. Uh, so two stars for working around who Goldberg was. Mm-hmm. However, then having a moment to think about it and <laughs> sitting through like the five minute post-match respect Goldberg like schlepping his way back up the ramp like play- selling it like to an obnoxious degree uh, and and the camera not leaving him at all because we mm-hmm. need to see Goldberg watch walk every inch of that ramp uh, why I don't know <laughs> I, I, I have no friggin idea why we need to watch a 54 year old man like limp his way up the ramp like we couldn't have put it we couldn't have put that Chevy commercial there we couldn't have put the like a WWE shop commercial there so that I don't have to watch Goldberg's you know like decrepit self like get up the, the ramp as he's like trying to win an Oscar so what um, I'm hearing is match two stars walk up the ramp for Goldberg negative 10 <laughs> oh no 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 so so the thing is I did not like the respect thing 
What? I did not. Now here is lame because number one, oh, come it, on, man. it wasn't a good enough match to earn that. There's no respect when it's just like, hey, power move, power move, power move, power move, power move. Oh, you caught me with a kick and in, and in three minutes we're done. What respect is to be gained from that? Really? There, you didn't show any kind of prowess. There was a, yeah, there's toughness, but I mean, that's like, we're talking professional wrestling. Toughness is kind of like baked in. That's that's part of the gig. I'm just kind of seeing that as a given. Uh, so it's like, okay, uh, you know, I get it. Like you worked around what you had, but this playing up this whole respect thing. Because then the other thing that really, after I had a moment to think about it, I was like, what is the entire premise of the war, of the Royal Rumble? You have 30, 30 guys, and whoever wins gets a shot at the championship. Right. Goldberg shows up out of nowhere on some random Monday and is like, I want a shot at the championship. Okay, what what? Does he have some sort of like, you know, WWE gold platinum card that he gets to cash in anytime he wants? Like, who? Why? Why that, does your old ass get to get, get to cash that in? Is it because Hogan isn't can't move anymore? Like, that doesn't make any sense. I know it's not like the 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 top, you know, unified, universe, whatever, universal masters of the universe championship, whatever it is. I know it's not that. It's the secondary title. Mm-hmm. But... What gives this dude the right just to show up and I want a title shot? That, so, that, to me, that just blows the entire premise of what you're going to do later. So, and, and, and like this whole respect, because the other part is like, who in the hell is Bill Goldberg that McIntyre has to prove a damn thing to him? He's never been that great right. of a wrestler. It's not like you're, you're wrestling Hitman Hart mm-hmm. or you're, you're out there wrestling like Triple H or somebody who's like going to give you a good match. Like this guy's punch, kick, jackhammer, spear. That's the entire move set. Mm-hmm. And like you're, oh, you proved something to me. The hell do I have to prove to you? Yeah, you 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 hung on in this business because WCW fed you a hundred some odd people, and just let you just let you demolish everybody in your path, mm-hmm. and 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 set you up for this whole thing when you were so limited as a worker. Like it makes Steve Austin's like late career set look like back when he was the ringmaster. Like <laughs> he looks like a technical like wonder child compared to Goldberg in his prime. I mean, and that's like back when Austin, all he had was the stunner, the Luthez press, and like, you know, punch, kick, and all that. Like, Goldberg was less than that. What does he have? I mean, what does it prove anything that you beat him up? Yeah. It's, it, there's no kind of thing there. So that, after, all, after, all, after it's all said and done, we went from two stars to negative five. <laughs> <laughs> and after all that thing about, about the, the rating system we're using, how it's one to five and it's not about – oh, my god, you, know, you, you crack I, me up. You, have, you go from legit to, like, forget it, negative 270. <laughs> Hey, you know what? Somebody somebody has to be the heel here, and it's me, and I'm I'm happy to do it because one one thing somebody I, has to tell the truth to these people. One thing I will concede is they they did a poor job with the storytelling leading up to this match. Some of it was, you know, within their control. Some of it was not. So when they first and and I I was not paying attention through some of the content in between the matches so i i don't know if they showed this but goldberg came out trying to make it a matter of respect when they had a legends night and i forget exactly what happened but there, there was something with either they were running long with the show or something but he didn't ad lib the way he needed to because of whatever had happened on that particular night and he just kind of pushed this whole respect thing and it didn't make any sense because drew mcintyre both 
you know, when he if he's talking to Stone Cold Steve Austin or if he's playing his character on TV, you know, his his character is about the love of the business and 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 respect for the business. So mm-hmm. it made no sense. You know what I mean? It it just it didn't make sense what they were trying to push with Goldberg. The story mm-hmm. going into it was not well sold. The other part that was out of their control is, and I don't know if you realize if you knew this or not, but McIntyre apparently was laid up with COVID for two weeks. Oh wow! So he so they couldn't build the story on Raw really because he had to you know he was in quarantine for for the yeah. But how much you're really going to do with Bill? I mean, you, he, it's you, I know you can't you well, can't do much. But but the the two of them could have expounded upon or built something, and they did not have the opportunity to do so. But I, having I think it said been that, better. they did oh, a poor job to kick it off. I think this would have been better as a Raw before or after a pay-per-view or something like that. Like, it, this would have been, to me, a, a, a way of, like, a palate cleanser after a, yeah. after some other feud that blows off somewhere that's not a pay-per-view. That, that to me, would have been a much better place for this. This was not a pay-per-view match. Even as the, even as the first match out the shoot, mm-hmm. especially, uh, I mean, maybe on another pay-per-view it would have worked. But when you can only have so many matches in a night, I mean, really, what was there, yeah. five yep. matches? Four? Yep. yep. Because you have the Women's Rumble, Men's Rumble, yeah, the, the Universal. Yeah, you got five matches. When you only have five matches, you can't have one that is a stinker. And this is what that was, a stinker. You can't do that. Like yeah. you can, you can maybe do that on a ma- on a card where you have like eight, nine matches, and a, like right. a regular pay per view card. But when you when you only have that number, it sticks out so badly. There's no way to hide it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that's that's my opinion. And not so only am I final to tally, it, two stars for me, and how many stars from you? Negative five hundred and twenty four. Nope, neg- just negative five. Just negative five. All right, just just checking. I'm, I'm I'm keeping it reasonable. I'm not I'm not a heartless person. I I'm giving him some credit. I said it was two, and then I I had to dock seven stars for that whole lame ass finish and and ending. It's I just, like the show of respect. I I thought it was stupid. Tugged at the heartstrings. Well, you're a sucker. <laughs> Lord. Oh, man. Oh, what do we got next? It's going to be a good night. SmackDown yep. Women's Championship. The boss, oh. Sasha Banks versus Carmella. With a, with her sommelier, Reginald, who, by the way, I did, I have no idea who Reginald is, was, or anything, but during the like little pre-package, you know, the replay, all that background information, Reggie ain't no joke. Like, I... <laughs> I saw the replay. I'm like, how come we couldn't have gotten McIntyre Reginald for the opening match? I would have loved that. Yeah. That yep. would have been a hell of a match. My goodness. Reggie Reggie can wrestle. Although I, I, I have a note here I wrote down during the match. Two words I can live without hearing again. Mm. Reginald and Somalia. <laughs> well, yeah, that did get a, a little overhyped. But I do like how he's not a manager or any bodyguard or anything. A Somalia. Like, I kind of like that. Yes. It's, it's so out of the... It's so out of the box of what has been done before. I kind of dig it. Mm-hmm. I really do. Um, and the other thing I didn't realize, and maybe I'd found this out before, but I didn't realize Sasha was from Boston. I never uh, put yes. the two and two yeah. together. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, Koska Reeves on the Mandalorian, who yes, delivered a yes. tornado DDT to none other than Boba Fett. That's, I mean, that's a career maker right there. Um, mm-hmm. The one thing I did notice, and maybe you can, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's just me. The the ladies' championship belt really doesn't feel like it fits. It really? does not feel like it's. It doesn't feel like it's proportional because I mean, it feels like it's. They're trying. It's almost. It feels like it's trying to be close to the size of the men's belt, but it's not proportional to the 
to the person wearing it. You know what I mean? Because I think most of the most of the women are kind of about Bailey, you know, Sasha ish size. Like they're not yeah. huge. Yeah. You know, so it really doesn't. It, then again, I mean, I guess you could see. I don't know. I don't feel like they've done as good of a job as finding the right size that will kind of fit across the 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 spectrum of bodies that they have on the feet on the women's roster mm-hmm. as they have on the men's roster. You know, like we talked about before, like the United States Championship right. getting redone and looking like a proper belt. Like yeah. I don't feel like they've done the done the homework to make sure that hey, this belt's going to look good on everybody. From you I know, think it was more because I they, they're I, I believe when they made the the belts that we see today, the Universal WWE and then the Women's Championship. You know, I don't mean to make it about equality, but I'll make it about equality. I I, I think it was meant to just look. Uh, the same because yes, in the past the women's championship has been a more di- you know was always a more diminutive belt. Mm. Um, I don't actually mind it. I mean, I, I I get what you're saying because it's you know kind of smaller frame looks bigger, but I think it looks more impressive. Yeah, you know I just what remember I mean? it looking a little odd when Bailey had it as well. But it's a nit to pick. It was just something I happened yeah. to notice as she was walking to the ring, and I'm like, huh, okay, that's doesn't quite seem right mm. not not horrible but i mean it was just sort of like yeah it looks like you could have done a little I, bit better on that i for one someone like i always you know like I, I i was always a wwe first fan but when i would catch like wcw saturday night and i would see the the nwa world heavyweight championship was which is proudly known as the big gold belt yes um wasn't like the eight pounds of gold or something like that. Eight pounds of gold. I I always thought that was what the belt should have looked like. I when I saw that, and then I saw what Hogan was carrying that that eagle belt that they had in WWE. I'm like, that is such crap. It's like just uh, get give me a big gold belt. You're the world heavyweight champion. You deserve the gold, baby. Give them all the gold. I was I was kind of I I did like those old like eagle belts. But then again, it's it's total nostalgia. Too. I mean, looking at them now, I'm like, yeah, it's not quite as impressive. But I just it's what I grew up with. You know, uh, I never watched NWA, WCW, or anything. Anyway, um, so I think not a whole lot of notes on this one. I really like this match. I I really like the the idea of Carmella using uh, Reginald as a step <laughs> for the boost onto the, uh, onto that the announce was funny. table. That was cool. I was really impressed by the by the one uh, the one move when uh, Carmella had Sasha Banks in a head scissors and then bent back over the ropes mm. to the outside. I was like, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that before. Yeah. That was really cool, man. I really felt like there was a really good pace to this match. Really good pace. Like the the I, I was really digging the story that was going on within the match. That body slam reversal they did about midway through was kind of cool. Uh, I, man, Carmelis, and it's you can definitely you hear a lot more of this now because you're in, you know, Thunderdome, so it's not true crowd noise. And and I think they're trying to take advantage of that by getting the mic closer into the to the participants so you can actually hear some of that that talk and everything. But Carmela's smack talk was so repetitive. She's got to work on that because oh, yeah. that was getting on my nerves uh, after a while. But I I feel like uh, you know the the one thing that I, I thought was kind of funny was Reginald getting ejected. I'm like, <laughs> timeout. When did that ever happen? Oh, it's, it's, it? it's it's happened before. I it's, just I've, I've I've never I've I can't remember ever seeing that. I'm like wait we got rules I think <laughs> I it I think it was a Shawn Michaels Razor Ramon match back in the 90s but Diesel Kevin Nash was Shawn Michaels bodyguard at the time and he got I think it was their SummerSlam match and he got thrown out of that one 
And Kevin Nash, to his credit, man, did he play the cheesed off bodyguard well. He was, I mean, he was getting like, I, I was waiting to see him like, you know, like, like kick dirt on, on the referee's, you know, shoes, like baseball style. You know, it was just kind of like, he, he was all, sword on him. he was all thrown off with that. It was fantastic. Yeah, but I, 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 man, Carmelo going through the ropes was good. Uh, the one thing I really didn't like was, uh, along with the, with the smack talk, uh, Carmella arguing with the ref. Mm-hmm. Just the way that she was doing it, it felt really kind of lame and way over the top, even by wrestling standards. I felt like that could have been done a little bit better. It was a little bit on the annoying side and kind of took away from the match a little bit. But overall, I mean, I think Sasha Banks was on the whole time. Carmella overall did a fantastic job, mm-hmm. you know, really playing up the heel and also really just, you know, some really good moves, some really good work from from both of them. And uh, and I was I was I was happy with this. I you know, there was there was some sloppy moves. I mean, of course, just because that's I mean, nothing is 100 percent crisp. But uh, I was very happy with this match. I, I give it three and a half, three and a half stars. Wow. OK. Now, granted, I might have given it a, a, a star to a half star higher just because of what it followed. <laughs> it it def, it might have gotten a bump because I was like, "Hey, wait a minute! They're actually doing moves, and there's a mm-hmm. story, and I feel like I'm engaged in this." Like it pulled me right in, but that might have been just because of like the black hole of charisma that was the opening match. So he, here here was my problem with the match, uh, and 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 I'll. I'll just cut right to the chase. I gave this two and a half. I thought this was average. Oh, At, I thought it was average, but it was better than what 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 preceded it. Here's my problem. Why do I care about Carmella? Like honestly, like like what is it that I'm supposed to be invested in when it comes to her? Because well, she's a heel. She and she's the she's, she's the a uppity, heel. You know, I went back girl. to my notes That's... from Survivor Series 2019. When, wow, when, you really you really did some you did some work on this. I did. I, I I hang on to my notes. I went back to that, and what was my note there? Carmela, stop talking. What was my note uh, from last night? Good God, Carmela, stop talking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's been a year and a half. Nothing's changed. Well, I mean, oh, look at Goldberg. Look Lord. at Goldberg. Look at some of the other wrestlers. Like they they just continue doing the same thing, and it's like I had one more good God from this match. And this had to do with when she did that that jump to the outside. I was very afraid for her at one moment, at, at, at one moment because it mm. looked like she lawn darted herself onto the concrete floor. Yeah, um, but but on on replay, thank goodness, you know, she had her hands in front of her and she was able to you know kind of cushion the blow a bit. And you even saw you know Sasha at one point. As much as they can hide it, you know, hide concern while being concerned, you know, you could see her kind of roll into her a little bit and just kind of check in to make sure she was okay. Because, my God, she looked like she dart, like seriously, lawn darted herself right into the concrete. I was just like, oh God, yeah. Uh, hope that didn't happen, and thankfully it did. I mean, she popped back up and she was going. So, so respect to her for you know if she did suffer anything, you know she 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 kept going. Um, but. I, I just hate to see him, you know, put themselves in that, you know, sort of situation where 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 they go a little bit beyond what it, what they really need to do risk wise. Yeah, um, yeah. Overall, you know, it, it, the the match was okay. It's just I I really struggled with with caring about, you know, I, like I compare this with the Universal Championship match, which, and and maybe this is my fault that I've been following a little more closely you know, on, on the interwebs, what's going on with Owens and Reigns than I was following with Banks and Carmella. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I understand why Owens and Reigns are going at it. 
you know, like like mm-hmm. why they're fighting. Banks and Carmella, I just didn't have it. And and you know, Sasha Banks is solid. I mean, she she and Bailey classic matches. You know, she she's just one of those really good performers. Nothing against Carmella, but just I I just don't know really why I'm supposed to care about her. You know what I mean? And 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 why you know she's um, kind of to your point with Goldberg, like like why is she in this match? You know, like if she was fighting someone, say like Oscar. You know, Asuka has this sort of, you know, kind of badass, you know, uh, background to her, you know, where, mm-hmm. where, you know, she's like this fighter and, you know, she, she has, you know, Sasha's number and that sort of thing. Carmella, I just feel like it's just, you know, she just comes out and, and okay, she's an opponent, you know, and I, and I think maybe that's what I was suffering from a little bit was, was a lack of, you know, connection to the match that way. I mean, the, the ladies put on a great match, um, I really enjoyed the super kick combo toward the end of the match by Carmella, where she she super kicked her in the head and then super, or, or it was either in the gut and then in the head or vice versa. But she yeah. did this really cool combo, which I was like, all right, that, that's impressive. Uh, and then Sasha putting her away with a bank statement that, that that's such an impressive submission hold. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I mean like, you know like I said I I felt it was better than the men's opener, but I I just wasn't connected enough to it to, to go beyond the average rating. So I, I, I kept it at an even two five. So. And so here's where I think that it actually helps me that the fact that I don't watch the weekly shows, I don't yeah. keep up on what's happening. I show up to these pay-per-views and I'm kind of coming in cold. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's why like, I, I kind of equate it to like MCU movies. Like I don't, I don't read, I haven't read the entire run of Dr. Strange, but right. you know what? I, I know enough just as you know, as a story goes on, and I pick it up, and then if I want to know more, I'll I'll go back and look. I felt like this, you know, this helped me because I'm like, okay, well, she's just the bad guy. Uh, she's she's the heel, and and uh, and and Sasha's the face, and okay, cool. Because I've I, the last pay per view I watched was Survivor Series, and I got to see Sasha and Oscar then, and. I wouldn't have wanted to see them again. Like I kind of want to right. see someone new, and and I think Carmella did a did a really good job. Like the, that. I still think this is a really good match, um, and and I forgot to mention like uh, and then you had Sasha trying to pull the three amigos ah, suplexes yes. with Eddie a little shoot Eddie Guerrero, and then and then she managed to get the third one. <laughs> I, I forget who one of the commentators like. Well, there's the third amigo, <laughs> <laughs> which was a nice little callback. Uh, nice, but I I just nice. I felt like that kind of helps me with this because I'm not trying to nitpick that aspect so much. Yeah. And when you when you do a good job. I felt like the commentators did a good job of filling in background, which is what the commentators are there for. They're not just there to tell me like what's happening, because guess what? I can see it. I don't need you telling me what just happened. I need you to fill me in on you know, the background and what's happened and, and kind of that whole thing. And I think they did a good job. And then the story in within the match kind of just told me the told me the whole thing right there. And uh, yeah. I was just I was very satisfied with that match. I thought it was I thought it was really good. All right. Uh, and then, of course, after this, we uh, I, we might have had a couple commercials then, and then we, of course, had a uh, Bad Bunny <laughs> with with Booker T as a stage prop, <laughs> or as I like to put it, Booker T dressed as his GI Bro character, looking intense, or like he's deciding what to order at the local subway. Yes, yeah, he did. It, it, the angle was just right where he'd be looking at the menu, like, should I have the tuna fish? I, I was going to say the tuna, tuna or not the tuna. 
<laughs> Maybe I just go with the meatball. But then again, if if that's not tuna in the in the tuna fish, what the hell's in the meatball? I don't know if I want to go with that. Maybe I'll just go with ham. Well, no, what the hell's in the ham? Well, I don't oh, know. Man. I don't even know if they trust the veggies. I don't even know if that's actually green pepper. That could be jello. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Nothing's right anymore. Up he is just down. Had that right intense is wrong. look of staring up at the at the menu, not knowing what to do with himself. Yeah. Oh man. I I and I realize I'm like I'm officially old because I have no idea who Bad Bunny is, what his shtick is, and I honestly don't even really care. I gave you know? it a 0.5 stars. <laughs> I didn't even bother to rate it. It's, I was like <laughs> I because I am not the audience for that. I'm no. just not the audience for that. No. You no. know, I'm there's a, there's a reason why when we talk about music, it's stuff that's really old, and when we have these <laughs> TV references, it's like from 30 years ago. Like, yep. hey, you know what? I'm, I can catch up on some stuff, and I can be kind of hip on some stuff, but I'm just I'm I'm not the target demographic. Like when we talked about, right? You know, like what's the new up and coming this and that and the other? It's like, dude, they aren't aiming at us. That's just not us. So we're we're gonna miss it or catch it kind of late. It's okay. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Bad Bunny and uh, and and we would that would not be the last we would see of of Mr. Bunny mm-hmm. uh, as the thing went on. And uh, then we get to the women's rumble match. Yes, sir. Which uh, so we start this one off. I gotta say, I don't know. I can't remember who the guy was, but the ring announcer. Mm-hmm. Had the had a sweet ass jacket going on with it. Oh, that was sharp. Oh, I I didn't notice. Oh, you got to go back and watch that. That is like I I want I want that jacket, but I just want it as a smoking jacket. So that's like my smoking jacket, but I want it like crushed velvet, not like actual suit jacket. So So for the record, upset with Goldberg for his long walk up the ramp, but jazzed about the ring announcer jacket. Hey, again, after that, I was looking for anything. I was, st- I mean, Banks, Banks, and Carmella did a good job of kind of like getting that the stench a out palate of the cleanser, from- if you will. Oh, it was yeah, but I, then I actually felt like I could I could open up again. I'm like, okay, I'm I'm ready to start noticing things. <laughs> and of course, if it's a women's rumble, of course we're gonna get Jerry the King Lawler on there so that he can act like a complete freaking lech. Oh gosh. For- like 50 Although, minutes to an hour. Although, dialed down quite a bit from his shtick from the late 90s, let's just say. Oh, thank God for that, because I couldn't... It, uh, like, I was seriously worried that, that we were going to get that, because I don't uh-huh. think I've heard him on commentary for a long time. Yeah. And, I mean, he, it was already uncomfortable enough, but if it had been, like, <laughs> full-on, like, puppies, 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 I would have been... I would have... Oh, I just muted gosh. it. Yeah. I just yeah. can't. I can't deal with that anymore. Yeah. Um, and so, just kind of set the scene. Uh, our first two entrants are Bailey, and uh, which for some reason she shaved Michael Cole's name in the back of her hair. Oh, points to her for that. That was fantastic. I heard that. I heard that she has. So I actually watched. She has the, a brewing the, feud going with him right now. I watched the uh, the Stone Cold Broken Skull sessions with Bailey. And I was actually, it was, I was really impressed because I felt like, okay, I think I might actually be able to start getting into her as a performer just from hearing her talk because mm-hmm. I, it's just, I, she's never quite clicked with me. Yeah. Um, and that was one of the things that they mentioned. And she was like, I don't know where this thing came from with, with Michael Cole. Like that she just like, even when he's not on commentary, she's like calling him out and stuff, <laughs> um, which I, that was kind of cool. It was weird, but cool. And, uh, and then Naomi is in at number two. So our, our first two entrants are in and we wouldn't see a freaking uh, elimination for, it felt like, an hour and a half into yeah. this match, yeah. I do think that like the 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 Bianca once Bianca got in there at number three, her and Naomi doing those cartwheel reversals. Oh yeah, were kind of cool, but it really went nowhere. That was the thing that I was like, 
okay, if that had turned into something, it would have been really cool. As it was, it was just like, oh, hey, we could do this. Mm-hmm. It doesn't relate to anything, but whatever. And then, uh, then uh, the, the other thing I thought was was Shotzi's uh, Tank Girl intro was cool. Oh, she she gets the award for most original entrance. That was cool. And then, of course, firing off the cannon at Billy Kay, who is now then deep into her, like, I'm not going in. I'm just going to sit on commentary. Can I just say, God bless Billy Kay. I, was, I, I hated that at first. and then I, I did, like too. But, man, it started to grow on you. And the oh, shtick yeah. was sticking, baby. Mm. <laughs> the thing was, though, they couldn't, get, they couldn't figure out how to unmute and mute her mic. So yeah, you know yeah. you're missing at least a couple sentences here and there. I just but love, she was entertaining, yeah. I just love how when women were coming down and she's like, like I didn't fully understand what she was trying to do, but, I, but, but then I connected the dots. I'm like, okay, she's trying to like form a team, I guess, to feel confident to go in the ring. Yeah. But I love the fact she has like a headshot of her yes, <laughs> as, the, as, as the, the selling the point. Yeah. <laughs> I, that was great. That was absolutely great. So props to uh, her for making it fun and and entertaining. Yeah, and man, I gotta say, like Shayna Baszler is is kind of an enigma to me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because on one hand, I don't know what it is. Like I don't know if maybe it's the ring attire, but something about her, like the overall look, doesn't quite work. And and this happens with some of the with some of the guy wrestlers too, where you see it's like the, like the gimmick. It's just not quite right. Like it feels like there's like, it's it's the third draft, and if we got to the fourth draft, that would be the final. Right. But it doesn't feel like it's quite done. Something about, I don't know. It just doesn't feel like it's really her. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I feel like if if she if she gets enough of a chance to be, to stick around long enough that she the next evolution of her character will be the one that like I feel like we're kind of in this weird spot where it's not like as bad as like Rocky back when you know he was Rocky Maivia with like the the poofy hair and stuff but it feels like the next evolution will be the one where it's like okay now we found it this is it like yeah. she's she's hit her stride now something about right now i don't know what it is um but i, I will say i think she oh needs a manager seriously I, I i think yeah if she had a manager and she was booked as just this sort of badass oh, dude, fighter. can you imagine her can you imagine her with paul Heyman? oh jeez oh forget it forget it that would that'd be awesome like oh but uh but i gotta say like everything like she is stiff as hell like it legit looks like everything that she does hurts yep and it, it almost reminds me of like the story that mick foley tells when he's in in the ring against harley race and he and he's like he's all excited to take the harley race left hand because it's like the best looking punch in the business mm-hmm. and he's like and then i heard this thud and i just realized that harley just hit me as hard as he possibly could oh, He's like that was the secret to the punch. Like he just hit you as hard as he possibly could. <laughs> it was a real punch. <laughs> yeah. And afterwards, he's like, he's like, oh, cactus, you just thought I was that good. Jeez. <laughs> oh, That's awesome. But man, she just makes it look look really real, which works for her character. Like mm-hmm. that that I buy into her character. Like it's not it's not that I don't buy into her character. Like I buy into the character. Like she is a badass, and she is that person who just she's just looking for a fight, and I like that about her. Yeah, it's just something about it just does it. It feels like we're one step away, and when that when she takes that next step, then it'll be like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. now she's off to the races. Not that she isn't now, but she's like 
like then it's going to be the 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 upward trajectory is going to go like 80 degrees up instead of like you know 45 or whatever but anyway i've monopolized this so what do you what are your thoughts here on kind of the the beginnings of it and and, and how this whole thing played out no i mean i mean i'm i'm in line with with a lot of what you've already said um you know i like jillian hall coming you know coming back doing the the bad singing bit was funny i i love oh jeez the billy and jilly kind of uh team that happened there where, where where Jillian Hall kind of agrees to be her teammate. They go in there and start wreaking havoc. I, I enjoyed Rhea Ripley's entrance. She she was kind of my favorite to win. Um, yes. Uh, and and I was happy to see her, you know, get a good showing and, you know, for, for the Rumble. Because unfortunately, I think she's someone who's not really been utilized the right way over the course of, of last year. You know, she, she had a Great match with Charlotte Flair at, at the last WrestleMania and then just largely went kind of unused for quite a period of time. So I'm, I'm hoping now that she's, you know, out of NXT, graduated to the main roster, that they use her appropriately because I think she's a really talented uh, uh, wrestler. Um, yeah, she's she I like the power the the power bomb that she had. On, I can't remember who it was. Like out outside on the apron, Dana Brooke. I, I have a note on oh. that. She, her power bomb of Dana Brooke on the side of the ring was brutal. Oh man, just was, brutal. I was really digging Rhea Ripley. Uh, was it Rhea Ripley? Yeah, no, Rhea, Rhea Ripley. Yeah, yep. man, I I'm digging her because she has she has the look. She also really seems like a solid worker. Yeah. And she has like this. She has that kind of Charlotte Flair mix of like athleticism, agility, and and just imposing size. Like not mm-hmm. gigantic, but she is she is a head taller than most of the other women competitors. Yes, you know. Yeah. And but she also has this attitude, and and kind of the expressions she'll make, and the way that she kind of just carries herself. I'm like, yes, that is a person who I want to see mm-hmm. a lot more of. She has it, and that's mm-hmm. kind of where I feel like okay, Baszler is missing some of that. Like I think if you took those two, <laughs> actually, that's why Baszler needs team. a manager. Ooh. Yeah, Baszler suffers from the same thing that Lesnar suffers from, which is they can't really talk or be a character on their own. They need mm. someone to be their mouthpiece. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Other note I have is I, I thought they the transition to the camera angle where it's very focused on the entrance coming down the ramp was kind of cool because it actually ironically reminded me of a video game entrance. Yes. I, I, I don't I don't know if you got the same kind of sense, but oh, no, totally, that, totally. The way the focus close is like up. zeroed in and and, yes. the, and the high def and the depth of the field. Yes. Oh my gosh, that was so cool. I was digging that. Like it was awkward at first. I'm like, my eyes playing tricks on me? Do I need to get my prescription checked or what's going on? And I'm like, oh no, it's the way that the depth of field and like, oh, oh yeah, I thought yep. that was that was really kind of cool because it almost makes you feel it was like almost a 3D effect without it being 3D. You know exactly. What I mean? Exactly. Yeah. I like that a lot. So kind of moving on, I probably I think into the middle part, uh, when, when R-Truth came out to do the 24-7 shtick was pretty funny. Oh, oh wait a minute. Wait a minute. So I got to get your thoughts. Nikki Cross. Yes. One of my favorite participants. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Spazoid. Oh, I was digging her. I, I think I've seen her. I think she's been in other events that we've watched. Yeah, she I has. Might have, she has yeah. I might have not been all that like excited about her, but for some reason, like her character just caught me right last night, and I'm like, nice. oh, nice. I just, I hope she stays in the whole time. I'm like, this is, she's a lot of fun, and and actually was 
was doing some really good work. Like yeah. it, whatever where where they kind of had her come in, I think was perfect with the people who were in the ring. Mm-hmm. Oh, I I just enjoyed that a lot. But I just want to make, make sure I snuck that in. Oh yes, our truth, our truth came in. Our truth coming in, getting pinned, losing the twenty four seven championship, and then uh, the and court jester of the of the WWE. Oh, he he. My gosh, I mean, talk about a guy who I, I think he's in his 40s now and just, you know, constantly just reinventing himself, you know, and just being relevant and funny and and fun. And, uh, yeah, so he, he loses and then he regains the 24-7 championship only to lose it to uh, Peter Rosenthal in the after. Well, but uh, who did he lose it to in the ring? Because he, he jumped in the ring. And then it was him and one of the ladies. It's not Naomi. Off. It was another. I can't think of her name. Unfortunately, I didn't write it yeah. down. Yeah, I I can't. Uh, hang on a sec. Oh no, Alicia Fox. Ah, oh, yes, yes, yes. Which I thought was kind of cool. Like, okay, yep. that's interesting. Right in the middle of the rumble, <laughs> loses the twenty four seven championship. She's the champ. She gets thrown over the top. When she lands on the outside, I think our truth was there to roll her up and pin her. Yep. Uh, to to reclaim and I always love when he wins. He does that little like you know kind of Irish you know sidestep oh, the heel click. The, the heel, heel click. click. Yes, yes, that's awesome. <laughs> like what are you like? You're like a wrestling leprechaun now. Like yes. okay, yes. But I I love then I love the commentator. Like for those of you keeping score at home, uh, Alicia Fox's reign was two minutes and five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> that that is why the twenty four seven championship is used the right way. It's like it's not really a serious title. It's just something for fun and and yes, y- you know, just just to put it in that frame it that way was just fantastic. Yeah, and all the guys chasing him off and all that was great. And then and then uh, yeah, that was. And then that I don't know what your fun. thoughts are. Like my my next note here is uh, Lana is still pouty. So I don't know if you remember when we did the Survivor Series uh, show. Uh, yes. Lana came out and was pouty for all that match. She comes out, she's yeah. still pouty. So I, I was thinking to you, like, oh, Todd's going to be loving this one. Well, I wasn't, it's not that she's pouty. Like, I just, that the whole thing of Survivor Series, like, kind of the bullying thing. It was like, yeah. I don't feel like they earned the right to talk about that. Or they right. didn't do it in a way that it, it felt like that you earned the, the right to delve into that. Yeah. Her being a pouty here, like, it just kind of came off to me as, like, trying to be kind of a tough you know, trying to be kind of tough, and so right. I, I dug that, and I thought I thought she did pretty well in there. The next the next note that I had though was uh, was Bianca and Naomi mm-hmm. that spot with them hanging on the on the outside of the ring. Yes, helping each other get back in. Yeah, <laughs> that was I awesome. That was really kind of cool. Like that was a nice spot for both of them, just because I mean, and and they and it was kind of drilled in with the commentators about how at, how athletic both of them are and all that. But I yeah. mean, yeah. man, they 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 just weren't hanging there for like twenty seconds. Like they were hanging there for quite a while, like right. duking it out. And, and it was it was kind of a cool little spot. And that was the thing I liked about this. The women's rumble had a lot of really cool little mini stories happening. Yes. Yes. And it was so well done. And I mean, I know some of that's probably, you know, it just kind of worked out right. Yeah. Um, you're hoping for it, but it felt like they pulled that off really well in yep. this match. And yep. it kept me so entertained through the whole thing. I was Agreed. so I was so in on this match. It's it's kind of ridiculous. Yep. Yep. And then of course we have Alexa Bliss, which I'm like I, I I I do not know the backstory on her or what that is, but I was like, okay, so you're Oh, she's with the fiend now. I was like, "You're Harley Quinn, okay." I'm I'm getting those kind of like I'm nutty, kind of vibes. But the whole like she does a metamorphosis thing. What what is that? So she goes from being the jovial, 
character you saw and and again this is the difference between doing a live show and having the ability to kind of splice in pre-produced segments she's done this shtick in the past where she comes out in 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 that positive sort of jovial state and Mm -hmm. then they do the whole fiend metamorphosis thing where she then becomes this like darker character where the lights go out and when they come back on she's in a totally different outfit she's total you know has different makeup on and everything looks looks very goth very different and uh and just very fiend like and uh. they were kind of going that way but you know there, there's limitations when you're doing an event like the Royal Rumble in real time so yeah, yeah. um so I, I you know I I thought it was appropriate I was wondering if they were going to do like a three faces of foley kind of thing and have her come out in her dark character as an entrant. That would have been kind of cool. Which I thought I, would have been kind of neat, you know. I, so. I do like the fact that they kind of cut it off quick. Yeah, yeah. And that was that was kind of a nice little swerve. I I did dig what she was doing before that. Like I thought she was actually she was holding her own in there. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. That was good. What do you think about Nia Jax in this match and also in general? I'm curious what what your thoughts are. It, it's it's interesting because she's given. You know, your given Zen who fountain she is, is running for me right now. I'm just, I'm just gonna say, what's that? <laughs> your Zen fountain is running for my sake right now. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I, I hate to say it this way, but, but, but given her size, I would mm-hmm. expect her to be a bit more dominant. I'm surprised they didn't book her that way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, instead, they kind of play up this whole thing with with Lana and her, and you know, this whole shtick going on where Lana was, you know, always getting put through a table by her and you know her getting one up on her and that sort of thing and it was just kind of kind of an extension of what we saw at survivor series um you know playing out here where she comes in and gets some licks in and then you know lana just happens to pull the rope down and she goes flying over it and it's like lana getting one over on her again but (laughs) but then that that didn't last very long so um you know, I, I, I just wish they showcase her differently. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think make her a monster and then stick to it. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, that's the problem. They, they, they don't stick to her being a monster. I think she could have, I think she could make a very good monster type wrestler in the women's division if they would just stick with her. But they just don't seem to have the willingness to do that. And therefore, mm-hmm. she gets these stupid eliminations like what we saw. Which yeah. which diminish kind of that monster aura about her. Yeah, I I mean the thing is like again you would think that she I mean let's face it she is the Andre the Giant or the Big Show of the women's division. She is yeah. she is bigger than any of the any of her opponents any any of them. And I want to be and, clear when I say size, it, it's not about size in in you know being being a, a smart guy about it. It's it's she she is taller she looks stronger she is bigger than all of the other women and therefore you know in the same way that andre the giant was bigger than the men you know i mean you just expected him to dominate because of his size yes and i feel like she's like in some in many ways the andre the giant of the women's division so well she she should be but the problem is there and i i think they're trying to give her, or they're trying to let her character show so much personality. Because yeah, I think they, yeah. they don't want her to just be like, oh, this Goliath. And I think they might be a, a little scared of that because of, you know, where China started out or something. I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's, yeah. maybe I'm reading, I'm trying to connect dots that aren't there. But you don't need her to have that much of a personality. 
Like, literally, you have personality coming out your ears in the women's division. Probably some of your better characters, right. you know, in, in, in many ways. And you don't need her to have a personality. Because that's the thing, is, like, when you get into a personality, like, this whole thing with her and, and Baszler, like, sorry. And just the way she did it, I'm like, no, I don't buy you as a big monster, like, you know, right. you know who's going to just destroy everybody if you're just going, like, I'm sorry. Like, kind of in this weird sort of way i'm like no don't play it like that i mean right. if anything if you're going to do that just have her shrug with like i don't care sorry you know that sort of thing like play it off that way you can get the same thing done but like give this character some sort of like status yeah. as like yeah. someone to be legit scared of right because the other thing is like even her work like she's throwing punches weak ass punches mm. weak for someone of that of that size that stature that stature and that musculature. Let's put it that way, so that just there's no mistake. Yeah, yeah. The punches got to look better than that. Yeah. And I know you're not trying. You're not trying to pull a Harley race and just punch the other person as hard as you can to make it look good. You got to make them look better than that. Yeah. If you're going to be this heel, you got to make the punch look better than that. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to make your offense look better than that. It just can't come off as this like. Thump. Like laying it, no, right. you got to make it, you got to make it look good. And that's the thing that also takes away from it is like, like I buy Shayna Baszler, like, oh, I, even, even if I knew that she was going to throw a punch at me that is a work, like a, a fake punch, I'd be scared as hell. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you right now, I don't care what anybody says. I don't give a damn. Like Uncle Todd's say, hitting the deck on that one. Uncle Todd is scared of a woman punched him. You damn right I am. Have you seen her? Have you seen her throw punches? <laughs> Put my head in a different zip code than my body. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with you. You want to say, okay, yeah, I'm scared. You're right. You, you go in and take that punch. Don't flinch. Good luck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Nia Jax, not so scared. Yeah. And I ought to be. You know, that's the thing that just kind of frustrates me with her because I'm like, I should really like appreciate this person coming in as the monster and, and like everyone ought to be scared. Like when Kane would walk to the ring right, back right. in his heyday and everyone's like, oh, boy, that should be the same thing with her. But I don't get that. Like even the other the other wrestlers don't necessarily approach her like that. Right. And that's a problem because mm-hmm. that is that is the biggest asset that she has is I should be able to demolish anyone. Yep. Agreed. And it's not there. And and it's partly because of the way she plays it and it's partly the way that everyone else is playing it, which I think they're playing it that way because she isn't playing it that way. Right. Right. That's I, that's what I think. I didn't mean to turn this into like a, a, a Nia Jax rant, but it, that, that really bothered me because I'm like, here's a missed opportunity. That's how yeah. I felt about yeah. it. Yeah. Anyways, so then we get down to the final five, which uh, ends up being Natalia, Bianca, uh, Lana, Lana, Rhea, and, and Charlotte Flair. Who uh, Charlotte Flair? I mean, had some good moments in this match. I, I God, I don't need her and her dad and friggin' Lacey Evans. And if they need to figure out what the hell they're gonna do with Lacey Evans and what who she is. And I could uh, do without hearing. Oh, she just hit the woman's right. It's like, oh my God, uh, seriously. Yeah. Well, no. At least if it, at least if you play that in, like, I feel like her, she is still in between like three different characters right now. Yeah. It's like, pick one and go. Yeah. It's it, it would be even if that sucks, it would be better than where you're at right now because where you're at right now is just apathy. I do not care. I just don't want her on the screen. Because mm-hmm. it's just I, I don't know what you're trying to do. Where you're going with this? I don't even know who she is as a character. She's, 
like I feel like a couple pay-per-views ago, like maybe last year, 2019 or something, I saw her in a pay-per-view. I was like, oh, well, she's kind of cool. And now I've gone completely the other direction. I'm like, eh, now she's just another... Yeah, I mean, if you if you were if you were talking about like sports, you'd be like, ah, it's just another guy. She's just another just another wrestler out there. Yeah, yeah. And it's it, that's that's a fate worse than death in this business because mm-hmm. that's all you are is your your personality and your character. Yep. I, I thought there was a bunch of really good reversals at the end of this, and I I was uh, I was really bummed that we didn't get a, a Rhea Ripley win, but uh, but Bianca. <laughs> definitely earned it well um, let me jump in with 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 because that's the part i i really enjoyed was the end with ripley and bianca because they put forth I, I i loved how they were both like sitting on the ring mm. almost eliminated like okay yeah, let's get don't back. do anything stupid don't get do anything stupid let's get back in the ring <laughs> that and, was good and and then it just turned into this like you know both of them just trying to pull off some maneuver to get the other one to get eliminated and it was like reversal after reversal after reversal. I mean, they did such a great job with it. Yeah. Um, it was great to see, uh, you know, Bianca Belair get the win. Would have, you know, of course, liked to see Rhea Ripley get it just because I, I, I just thought she, you know, I, I thought that was kind of a boost that she, her character could use. But, but you know, no no issue with Bianca getting it. I mean, they're, they're, they're both in that kind of up-and-comer place and it, it was it was the right move to have it be just the two of them mm-hmm. you know get them established I, I think Ripley comes away with you know with, with her character being elevated given the fact she was the runner-up and 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 just you know with the two of them battling with with Charlotte and and eliminating her just was uh just it it was the right way to go you know just you're, you're trying mm-hmm. to establish new talent you got to give them a chance to shine and and mm-hmm. I, I really felt having just you know compared to last year's Women's Rumble, you know, which was fine, but but I, I really thought there was a grittiness and a re, a realism to what they were doing. You know, they were both exhausted. They were mm. both trying to pull out all the stops, and I just thought it was just a great ending to it. So so I, I ended up giving this one uh, uh, four stars. Uh, this was a, a, a very entertaining, very well done, well paced, and, and fun Women's Royal Rumble. Wow! Look at you. That's right. You know, give me some quality. Like, I'll, I'll get. I'll, I'll start doling the stars out. About, uh, oh my goodness! Well, I, I, I agree on all counts. I was. Uh, I was. Uh, I was very pleased with this match. I. I was. I was invested right from the very beginning, and um, it went all the way right through the end. I was. I was in this match totally, which is really tough for a, a match like this. I mean, for a match that goes an hour. It's really hard with, with all the stuff that's going on to st- to keep someone that invested. I feel mm-hmm. um, because mm-hmm. when we've done when I've watched Royal Rumbles before, it, I I, I kind of wander in and out of attention, and I only kind of perk up when I see like someone the new who who's coming in next sort of thing. This one I was I was into this the whole time, and um, I did I did like uh, at first I was a little bit like oh they're gonna do like the Bianca interview right after the match like seriously like. Why are you going to interview someone after they've just wrestled for 56 minutes? This is not going to be good. But it turned out really good. You know, like it actually seemed like there was some genuine emotion there. And uh, it kind of turned into a little bit of like this Rocky inter- like moment in ring afterwards. Like it, I, I really kind of appreciated it. And the yeah. thing, the, the difference is between this and the, and the opening match, they earned that. 
There was a lot that went into the match. The match told stories. The match got you to the point where you earned having that interview at the end. You earned mm-hmm. that emotion. You earned the right to to tug on that heartstring. First ma- first match, I'm like, you are you, you are you are trying to tug at my heartstring, and I don't like it. Like I did not I did not consent to you tugging on my heartstring. I didn't even consent to you coming into the room to look at me. I feel a little awkward. Um, <laughs> that sort of thing. But uh, so I. I gave this one four and a half stars. Wow, nice! And I will, I, I, I'm, I'm, and that's not being trying to inflate it. Like I, I enjoyed this match thoroughly, and I, very tough for a rumble match to do that. I think. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, so then after this, we we then get some back backstage shenanigans with uh with Miz and Morrison going to see Bad Bunny. Uh, which was, eh, I mean, it was okay uh, until we got uh, Booker T showing up and pulling his signature, tell me you did not say that. And, <laughs> and the line of the night, Morrison. Can you dig it, sucker? Morris is saying, he said it, and then running off. I was like, that's that's brilliant. That's brilliant right oh, there. they're I funny. Have... They're funny. <laughs> that was great. Miz and Morrison um, are hysterical together. And then, uh, then we got the the panel from I guess that's the pre show, uh, pre game show panel, uh-huh. and uh, and that was I, I could have done without it. Although it kind of turned out to be kind of interesting, a little inside baseball sort of stuff. Yeah. And then of course our truth comes out to do our truth things, <laughs> um, and then somehow gets fooled into like, yeah, John Cena's over there. Oh, he is. I'm like. Okay, now does he? Is there an obsession with John Cena that I don't know mm-hmm. about? I, mm-hmm. Okay, and then he gets rolled up by whatever his his name is, um, Peter Rosenthal. Peter Rosenthal or, or, or Rosenberg. It's either Rosenthal oh, okay. or Rosenberg. Yeah, but Peter. I'm good with that. I <laughs> I I don't care. I just I don't care. Let, let's cut to the chase. JBL's reaction was fantastic. This oh, is yeah. the worst event ever. <laughs> no, this could be the worst event in wrestling history. I wrote down the quote. <laughs> And the deadpan delivery and just his face, just like he was just mortified. It was like, oh, he was like, it looks like he was like channeling like Bruno San Martino watching a Hulk Hogan match. Just like, uh, just utter disgust. JBL is old curmudgeon is high quality entertainment. Which is hilarious because it's not like JBL was ever that great of a worker. It's not like he can be like, you know, back in my day, we used to remember. It's like, dude, you were famous for a clothesline. That's it. That's it. Like, that was your big move. Hey, he, so, he wore a you know, cowboy hat and a towel around his neck and everyone hated him. So, well, I mean, hey, whatever you did, whatever you got to do. Mm-hmm. But that was, that was, that was actually turned into a good time. Uh, so I enjoyed that, mm-hmm. which um, then. Gets us to what is this match number four of the night? <laughs> match number four, yes. <laughs> it's only taken like two and a half, three hours to get here, but we're at match number four of the night. <laughs> Universal Championship on the line. Yes, in a last man standing event, mm-hmm. uh, last man standing match, which then they so helpfully told us it was like the twenty first time that the the belt had been defended in this manner, yes. which I thought was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is, of course, Roman Reigns defending his belt against uh, Kevin Owens. The head of the table. Fight, Owens, fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just got to tell you, here is, here is the first nit that I will pick. Oh, good Lord. Is there any reason, any reason at all, that Roman Reigns has to take so bloody long to get into the ring and get a match started. I, I like I 
uh, to say that I'm measuring it in a, like by, with my calendar is kind of an understatement. Like I measured this to in by my metrics, it took 1.75 undertakers to get <laughs> into the ring. <laughs> 1.75 undertakers, I love it. And that's a man oh. who is walking as slowly and methodically as possible to the ring as you can do and mm-hmm. still be entertaining. And yep. it took longer than that. I'm like, and you don't even have that good of an entrance. Oh, it, you shouldn't funny. take that long to get to the ring. That's I don't funny. understand why that's part of his gimmick. It's 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 so lame and it takes so long and it's it gets me like angry before the match even Grief starts. Grief Karga. Like, can we get this thing going? I hate you. You know, and the thing is, like, I'm I'm starting to come around a little bit on Roman Reigns' character. Like, it's not the vehement hatred I had of watching, I forget what pay-per-view it was, but, like, Roman Reigns and King Corbin, which was kind of the low point for me, <laughs> not just of... Not just of watching wrestling, not just of, uh, but of, of my life, in mm-hmm. fact. That was the low point of my life, mm-hmm. watching that match. So I've come around on him to, a, to some degree. Mm-hmm. I just, stuff like that just is like, you, why? 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 It's so stupid. Just I'm, I'm starting to actually dig what you're doing. Please don't piss me off during the, like, just taking so long to get there. Just, it, what's the point? What is the point? Like I see, like the thing in the ring where he kind of takes a long time and he's showing the belt. Oh, he's the like, heel, man. He's trying to annoy I, you. Well, no, and I get that, but at least get to the damn ring sooner. But like, he's annoying no- you. Just draw me money. Well, but yeah, he's. It's not good heat. It's like go away heat. <laughs> it's go away heat. <laughs> it's not. It's not like a, a good heat. Like ooh, I can work with this. It's like no, I just want you to leave. But so that that was just to kind of start off with. Um, I thought it was really interesting how the ring announcer somehow managed to get three, th- like three to four syllables out of Owens. Did you notice that? Yeah. It was like Ahoans. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Is that like the Swedish pronunciation of it? Like, what, what the hell's going on? It's the like it's, it's the Quebec, the the French Canadian Francois. It's like it's two syllables, dude. It's not that complex. Ovenes. Oh, you know what it is? I bet he used to work at a Starbucks. Maybe. You know, that's like when you when you get like Tom and it's spelled like T-A-M with it's an like umlaut over it or something. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, there's, no re- there's no way you should be able to misspell this, but you did. Okay. Um, anyways, I will say, and, and in the Night of a Thousand Spears, because we got approximately 12 in the first match, <laughs> and we even had, like, I'm pretty sure either it was either Sasha or Carmella dug one out in the second match. Uh-huh. Like, literally every match had a spear, at least one. And then I'm, there was there had to be a couple in the rum, in the women's rumble match, but Kevin Owens sells a spear like no one's business. Mm-hmm. Best sell I've ever seen on that. Yep. I was so impressed by that. Yep. It was great. Anyways, uh, so go, go ahead and talk. I've, I've just monopolized here. What were your thoughts on? No, this no, I, I I enjoyed the beginning. Uh, I thought the idea of them both popping off their finishers, kind of in the in the early going, was a nice kind of touch given. And and you know for our listeners, last man standing rules means mm. you 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 win when your opponent is down for the ten count. Yes. So basically, in the beginning, they're both kind of popping off their finishers to try to just do an early knockout on their opponent. Of course, it doesn't work. But I love just the 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 pace of the match. Um, Love them going out into the. Uh, I mean, just you know, Reigns being brutal with Owens with the with the stairs to the head to the mm. head or shoulder region there. Yes, We're working their way over to the Thunderdome, working their way up multi levels of the Thunderdome, 
And then what a visual with the two of them fighting in that like third level there, just you know, yes. just beating the tar out of each other. I mean, those chair shots were. I well, the, the one question I have is: there's no fans. What are the chairs doing up there? Like that's the one thing that kind of took me out. I'm like, okay. See, here's what happened. On. Here's what Come happened. On. <laughs> Guy on the crew, just just you know, just he was slacking. Left a few chairs around. Just said, why would you, know you even have the chairs though? <laughs> There's never been any fans. Like that's the one part where this falls apart. I'm like, this look, should be if no he wants to take a anywhere. break, he wants to sit and rest, so he needs a, a folding chair to do so. What, un- and he just happened to leave ten of them ever invented. He, like he, those metal folding <laughs> chairs, like put your ass to sleep in like thirty seconds. <laughs> like cut off all circulation to your legs instantly. I don't get. It. I like, was okay, texting whatever. with my nephew, and I said, and I texted him. I said, "This match is going to be brutal," and it was. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it was a brutal affair. They they just they just beat the tar out of each other. Um, insane spot with Owens getting thrown off the third level of the yes. Thunderdome, down oh, onto geez. the tables. And just that that howl he gives off afterwards, he's just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I the way I put that is like like Reigns was methodically vicious, which is yes, yes. What I think they've been trying to go for, and I hadn't really, I I didn't believe it until this match, yeah. and I started to believe it. I'm like, I'm getting it now. Okay, yeah. you're showing it to me. I'm I'm understanding. Yeah, yeah. But even then, after you guys thrown off the third level, he's up by nine. Gets Which up by kinda, nine. Oh, man. And then just starts kind of wandering the backstage area. And so it's like, okay, he's trying to recover. I get it. And then he gets to this, like, backstage area where it's, like, just open Tropicana Field. And, you know, there's, there's like, a training ring and some other stuff around. And then just out of the blue. And, and I wrote this down as, as hilarious because I, I just thought this was – spot on and and just you know it was vicious but hilarious at the same time roman reigns with 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 the hit and run uh with the golf cart yeah uh i i thought i mean owen sold the 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 bejesus out of that i mean he he goes through the the plexiglass windshield Mm -hmm. rolls off the uh passenger seat and falls down i mean just it looks like just such a brutal hit i mean it was Mm -hmm. just out of nowhere Reigns driving up in, in 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 the golf cart was just was just phenomenal. Now the thing is, you got to keep in mind, like that's a Florida golf cart. Yes. Now, when you're when you're out on the golf course, you know those things have a governor on them. You can only go but so fast. But if you go to like some of these retirement communities, where people are driving those out in the road, the Del Boca Vista, those those golf carts, some of them will get up to like forty. Mm-hmm. Like you can be cruising along, like that might have been a retirement community golf cart, and if so, I mean you got to add some points to that because. <laughs> That sucker could have been moving. Like that's that's faster than a car could have gotten up going in that in that in that small area. And then I I, I love the emotion shown by Owens when Reigns, uh, you know, o, you know, Owens is staggering around after getting hit by the golf cart, and you know, Reigns is laying in some shots, and then he just starts trash talking him. Something about it. I didn't hear all of it, but it was something about oh. his grandfather. Yeah, his, or his dad or his grandfather's and, watching him or something. And oh, Owens, man. Owens snaps, and it was oh, it was like it was like it was like a it was like Creed, uh, or, uh, like um, yeah, Adonis Creed like does that whole jumps up off the the mat. Oh yeah, you know, sort of moment like 
I was and and the thing is like that I was into the match. Yes. Like I was I was loving it, but as soon as that happened, I was like actively rooting for Owens. I'm like, "Oh, no you didn't." I, like I, that pulled me right in. I mean, there there there's you know, playing the moment in in the match and then there's just, you know, communicating emotion and mm-hmm. I'm watching this like Oh my gosh! This is just like like I'm invested in this. It's like beat the crap out of him. <laughs> it was just it was so funny. It yeah. Was just like even at 45, I'm like I'm still that like you know 12 year old watching wrestling and just like yeah. get him, go get him. And and then follows all that genuine emotion up with a friggin' senton off the forklift. What did you think about that? <laughs> I did not see that coming. I was expecting him to like to like set the forklift down on top of it. I'm like, how how is he going to do this? Because yes. this is a delicate yeah. piece of driving. And then he just raises it up. I'm like, oh, he no not okay. This is a Mick Foley territory mm-hmm. now. Like this is this is one of those things where Vince would be like, Mick, I'm telling you, don't use a forklift. No, 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 Vince, don't worry, I won't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was that was impressive. That was, that was impressive. That, and and funny not, at the same sorry, time. Not, not not funny. It, it, it was it was a great well, no, piece of was, action. It was it was kind of funny too, but I mean it was it was overall just impressive. I agree. I, I thought he was going to use the forklift, like you know, to lift reins up and dump them or something, or or like you know, like you were saying, like you know, do something where he kind of lays it on top of him as a as a mm-hmm. means of trying to keep him down. Because you know, because again, you know, with the, with this sort of match, I mean, it it doesn't matter if the guy is conscious and can actually get up. It's like if he can't physically get up. He has, yeah. to, you know, he goes down for the ten count. That's how it is. Yeah, which was um, great when they when Owens was doing that earlier in the match, and he starts working on Reigns' uh, knee. Yes, like going on the philosophy of like, okay, well, I'm just going to make it so you can't stand. Yes, which was I thought was a good way to go. Now they kind of gave up on it, of course, because then Owens proceeded to get a level ten butt kicking. Yes, but it was it was a nice direction to to take in the match. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I agree. and and then right after that is sort of when things started to fall apart, mm-hmm. kind of quickly. Uh, so then we get uh, we get the handcuffs to come out because apparently uh, what was it one of the Usos handcuffed Owens to the ca- to a cage uh, yes. a while ago, yep. Yep. A- and so they dig out the handcuffs and they're gonna uh, Reigns is gonna try and handcuff Owens and then Owens manages to handcuff Reigns. Yep. Well, and, and handcuffs him intelligently. He doesn't just handcuff him to like something yes. where he can just stand up. He handcuffs him in a way that he physically cannot stand up. Yes, that was or, well, such it, a great touch. Or which, you, well, you think he can? I mean, he he, he definitely could have, um, because he ended up he did end up standing up after the the ensuing uh, problem. Because th- what happened then is then Heyman comes waddling in and a fast waddle, uh, and which he. <laughs> He apparently went off to the hot dog stand because we ain't seen Heyman for the past like half hour. And all of a sudden he comes waddling up with a key and, and goes to unlock him and they can't unlock him because now they've got, one of the refs got taken out. And so they had to bring in another ref. The ref actually stops the count well, 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 because that was they, that, they that, couldn't that, get it unlocked. That's an important point because the referee was at nine. And then mm-hmm. Reigns pulls that referee. He pulls him into into I don't know some aspect of of the backstage equipment. Yeah, it was it was a light or something. Yeah, that he had, and, and knocks, but then the the backup ref comes out and he stopped at six. Yes, because they couldn't get the hand. And, I'm, and I wrote down, I'm like, what are you fumbling with a key for here? Like, aren't isn't that the kind of handcuffs like you have the the fake ones? You can just it has a button and and you can just zip out of it. That's what like, what are you actually messing with a real key? Or why even why even a key? If yeah. you're going to go that far for realism, why not then have a pair of bolt cutters mm-hmm. come out and just do that? Yeah. Like that to me was the was like all 
what's going on here? Mm-hmm. And the one thing I did like is the fact that uh, when before that, uh, when when Reigns really piled into Owens and like legit looked like he had just taken him out, and he rolls off the stage and just happens to land on his feet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That was a beautiful bit of business because he played it so well. It's like he's totally out on his feet. Like he's standing just because he happened to land yes. on, in a somewhat balanced position. Yes. And now he's a, he's essentially a human weeble wobble. Yep. <laughs> you know? Yep. Just wandering um, around. Yeah. And then so, but then we, then we of course get to the whole thing with the handcuffs and then, then very quickly went to the guillotine and then Owens is down and that's it. And, and Reigns retains. Mm-hmm. So I'll go first because I'm sure the entire world is waiting with bated breath for for this. Um, the uh, my rating for this match, yes, sir, four stars. Okay, up to mm-hmm. the moment when they had to run in with a key with the handcuffs, because <laughs> that it ruined the match. It ruined. I I, I don't want to like uh, it ruined the match because you had to stop the count. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The one thing you have to do in this match is answer the 10 count, yep. and they had to actually stop because it was that messed up. Yep. It completely just takes you out of the reality of the match, mm-hmm. and it was poor planning. And I don't I don't put it on Reigns. I don't put it on Owens. I don't even put it on, on Heyman. Like, somebody should have been in creative or somewhere and said, hey, this is going to go really wrong. When you have like trying to do this at this angle and trying to do the key, like even if you practice it, I was like, oh no, we can do it. Like no, during the show, adrenaline, everything, this ain't gonna work. Let's just get a pair of bolt cutters, and and Paul, you just run in, and you're done. Why not do that? Yeah, it ruined the match. And then of course, because it happens so close to the end of the match, there's no way to redeem yourself for that because it basically Owens is out in the way that they're playing that is that Roman gets out of the handcuffs and then just puts this one move on him and the only way that the the guillotine actually does a damn thing is because Owens is already 95% out anyways because it's such a lame-ass move in the first place. That's the only way it's really going to actually do anything is with someone who's already 95% put away and it just does that last 5%. So... Four stars for everything up to the the handcuffs. Negative five after for the finish. <laughs> Just, Good lord! I'm, I'm not trying to. I'm. I'm, and I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm gonna actually put that in my rating as that because I want to say like I truly enjoyed the match up until that point, and I would have if they could have gotten that the handcuffs off and and done the exact same finish. Exact same finish. I would have given it four stars. Right, so, and and that is an achievement for me with a Roman Reigns Reigns match. I I I will I will grant you that. So my rating a little different, similar reasoning, but um, maybe from a different perspective. So overall, overall, I gave the match a four point five. Overall, overall, overall. The reason I did not give it five was because of the ending. So I agree with you that the ending was clunky. The ending was not what it needed to be. However, my issue with the ending was this, which was less about the broken six count and and the fumbling that was going on with the handcuffs. Why, after having so much time to recover, would Kevin Owens just go so easily and quietly into the guillotine is beyond me. Now, 
I get that was the end of the match that they wanted. Just draw me money. But because of that delay, so so again, similar reasoning that you're using, but from a slightly different angle. Given that delay, you would have thought Owens would have been a bit more with it and could have continued some aspect of fighting. I thought it was very clunky, the fact that Reigns just walks up to him and throws him into the guillotine. You know what well, I mean? I think, like, like that's the part yeah, I took issue yeah. with. I felt it was a very clunky ending, and it just didn't, it didn't feel consistent with everything we had seen before. Well, so and and I'm not going to argue with you because I agree, I agree. I the thing I I disagree on is I think it should have been a I should obviously I think it should be a bigger discount than just a half a star because it it not only was it clunky, it violated the premise of the match. It'd be like it'd be like Understood. if you have a cage if you have a cage match and you're supposed to go out over the top yep. and yep. oh he went out through the door well yep. they never you're not supposed to go out through the door yep. but you just count it or or if it's a cage match you're supposed to get out get out of the get out of the cage and they do a pinfall like no mm-hmm. that's not how the match works that to me is it, like it, if you break that ten count that's the one thing like everything else is allowed in this match you can there's no DQs there's no countouts right. there's no foreign objects no interference whatever you can do whatever the hell you want. As long as you stick to the one thing, and they had to break that. And to me, that is that is like, thou shalt not. That's the one you have, mm-hmm. and you broke it. Again, I don't think it's because of anybody who was actually out there. I think it's, I put that with management. Like, somebody should have been there to say, this is not a good idea to do it this way. Yeah, and I'm I'm guessing at that point because you've gone so long in the match, and the match had taken a while. This was a, a fairly long match. Mm-hmm. I'm, t- I'm I'm betting that they're like, nope, that's it. Just wrap it up, and you're you're for you're stuck with that. Now you've just uh, you have negated everything that happened. All of those getting up at seven, eight, nine, nine and a half, nine point seventy five. All of that is negated. Because you just stop the count because you're like, well, obviously we're gonna he's gonna be down until ten. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Like and and the thing is, like, he managed to stand up on one foot. He managed to get his ass up off the floor and kind of be up on, you know, and you could have made a case there. Like, why didn't he just do that or something? But instead he just sat there like a turd in a punch bowl. Yeah. And and they had to stop the count and they just froze. And even the ref kind of froze, like, um, what's happening? And it's like that that to me is like that's got to be a huge discount because everything that was premised on that and here you broke the one rule mm-hmm. that you, you shouldn't be able to break in that match. But I don't feel that negates everything that came before it. I mean, it, it, it was. Well, it does because it, 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 it like the entire legitimacy of the end of the match, it, like Reigns should not have won. And I and I get it. It's professional wrestling and blah blah. blah. I'm arguing about it, but he's the, but in the bad reality, guy. He's supposed to win. But in the reality methods. of the, it's not underhanded. Like if you tell me that he paid off the ref or something, like again, give me some logical reason, mm-hmm. logical within the context of professional wrestling and the match itself. Not asking for real world scenarios. Give me something that makes sense in that reality. We've talked about it with movies. You don't have to make sense in my reality, but in the reality you're setting it. This did not even make sense in the reality that you're setting it. It violated that. All you right. pulled back the curtain, and not only was the great and mighty Oz sitting there, and he's some little shrimpy dude. He's some little shrimpy dude in a, in a stained pair of BVDs, picking his you know picking earwax out of his ear. It's like the worst curtain pullback that you could have. And aside from like you know like I don't I don't know what like uh, it, it, it to me it's just like that is such a big like. You just blew it. 
and mm-hmm. and that's and and it happens. Like sometimes, like that one thing can happen, and it does. It just blows everything you did before, and it's it sucks. Well, that's the way it is. So that's that's my only point of contention with you. All right. But you're you are entitled. We agree to, to disagree opinion. on this one. Four or five for me. You have a four uh, and then a negative three hundred and twenty-two. No, ne- just negative five. I'm keeping it reasonable tonight. <laughs> all right. I just want I want I want for the record to know I'm being very reasonable because, like me a the, year ago, the, it would have been three negative three hundred. The fact it's a Roman Reigns match and the and the two words four and stars were even uttered. Is, I know. is a huge step forward for you, my friend. So I, I know. I acknowledge, I, I acknowledge. Those years of therapy are starting to starting to pay some dividends. There we go. There we go. <sighs> and finally, ah uh, yes, the Odyssey must come to an end, and it ends with the Men's Royal Rumble. Ah uh, yes, of which yes. I took no notes because I was <laughs> I had no use of my computer at that time. So. Well, I'm going to be very reliant on you, sir, and I will throw in color commentary as you go. So we we start this one off with Edge and Orton at one and two, respectively. I did enjoy the fact that uh, Edge racing up the ramp to go after Orton. I I do kind of like the idea that it seems like now there's a little bit of freedom for guys to leave the ring a little bit. Um, Do do you understand why he did that? Not necessarily, but I I get just from two words. Last year's Rumble blood feud. Well, yeah, and blood I get, like, feud were, with these two. It was fantastic that they did this. Yeah, and I, I mean, and that's again, like I don't, I don't feel like I need that. I just, I got it. I'm like, okay, these two hate each other. <laughs> yes. I don't, I don't need to know the entire story because again, it's it's pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily need all the finer points. If I want to find them, I'll find them. But I got it. I'm like, oh, he hate him and he hate him. Perfect. Got it. Cool. Let's 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 uh, let's see some people punching each other. And that was and that was good. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, Edge's chin, they need to do like a, a 23 and Me thing on that because I'm pretty sure his chin is a direct descendant of Sergeant Slaughter. <laughs> <laughs> that chin ought to be on Mount Rushmore. It is It is epic. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Especially it's, when you get the pr- crazed eyes going, too. Oh, yeah. It's the whole thing is it's, it's lovely. And I love how, like, the first, like the first third of this match, at one at one point or another, was just everybody beating the hell out of Edge. Yes, just for a prolonged period of time. <laughs> it's like, holy cow! It's like, when did what did he do to piss everybody off? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. he seems like a fairly nice gentleman, you know. Like, what what happened? And then and then uh, there was that one point where where uh, where Orton did like the RKO on everybody in the ring, just <laughs> laid waste to everybody. It was kind of like back in the days when Stone Cold would just like stun everybody, including mm-hmm. like. Howard Finkel, just for kicks. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was kind of cool. I love how even though you know the 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 women's rumble had kind of mini stories going on, this rumble, at least through the very first part here, really just completely centered on Orton and Edge, uh, and that was good because it it was it was a different it was a different style match, so it differentiated itself between the women's and the men's rumble. I thought that was good. Where, where was uh, I? Can't remember who said it exactly, but someone said uh, one of the commentators said Edge doesn't want to retire Orton from the match. He wants to retire. He wants to eliminate him from the business. Yes, which I thought was a great line. I'm I'm, I'm like somewhere somewhere Jr. is like, by God, that's a great line. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> that's some good stuff right there. Let me. T- that is. You know, he's probably slurping down another rack of ribs mm-hmm. or something. But um, that was really good. And then the thing the, the thing was though. Then we get to the part where Orton is getting helped out by the refs. Mm-hmm. Now I gotta ask you, was there any doubt? 
any doubt that he was going to come back? No. Okay. Just wondering. I just wanted to make when sure. When they showed I wasn't him. They 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 showed the uh, shot of him in the doctor's the trainer's room there. Yeah, I said right away to to my sons who were watching with me, to my nephew, to my brother in law, to my sister. I said Orton is coming back at the end of this match. Yes, and he will RKO whoever is left in the ring. <laughs> and yep. lo and behold, yeah, hallelujah. I- that was the thing. Like I, I think even even when they carried him back, if they hadn't done that little check in, yes, yes, it it would have been a little bit better. It's a nit to pick, but I it, it I was like, there's no doubt that he's coming back. None agreed, none whatsoever. Man, Nakamura was looking good in this match. Mm-hmm. I I I really dig him. I really dig his character. I love how when when uh what was the guy who comes down with the apple and the oh Carlito. Carlito, when he comes down, and he gives and 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 Nakamura is looking at the apple like it's the first time he's ever seen an apple. <laughs> Something about that, I was like, you know what? I totally buy that from his character. Well, he's just Car- Car- that bizarre. Because Carlito's you know? gimmick was always he would take a bite of the apple and spit it at his opponent's face and then start beating on him. Mm-hmm. And I was waiting for him to do that to Nakamura, so I thought it was funny when Nakamura took it from him and just kind of looked at it, and, they, and then they both just started beating on each other. So yeah, um, but I, but but it was kind of depressing to see Nakamura look so good and then just basically get shown up by the guy with an apple. Yes, uh, that was that was kind of disheartening. Well, um, and for those at home, Carlito was a big star with WWE in the early two thousands. So to see him come back now, twenty some odd years later. And, and have a sh- you know the showing he did was cool, but at the same time, uh, was just like oh jeez. <laughs> yeah, I thought New Day. Uh, well, what was it? Xavier and Big E, right? Yeah, I Kofi love was Big out. E pie facing whoever it was that eliminated Xavier. I thought that was yes. fantastic. But there, uh, it's oh man, like their their chemistry together and their work together mm-hmm. was so good. Oh yeah, so good. Yep. And it's one of those reasons, one of those things where I'm like, why does Vince hate tag team wrestling so much mm-hmm. that he continually just splits up tag teams that are really good? Mm-hmm. You know, I just don't understand it because uh, those guys are just money in the bank when it comes to uh, to matches and just in general, just great chemistry. I would go so far as to say in, in wrestling terms, I would even call them timeless in a way because I was going back in YouTube, like when the Dudley boys came back, I think they came back in 2016, maybe 2015. Mm-hmm. But that was when the New Day were hot. That's six yeah. years ago. Seven yeah. years ago. I mean, like, I've lost track of how long those three have been together. Kofi, Biggie, and Xavier. And they're they're just like this constant throughout the, the 2010s into the 2020s. Mm-hmm. And even though they're on different brands now, so Biggie's on SmackDown, he's kind of doing the singles thing, doing the Intercontinental Championship. And you got Kofi and Xavier on Raw. It's it's just amazing to me, like you said, their chemistry is just you, you know whenever they get together, it's just it's a party, it's it's fun, mm-hmm. and they they just they they bring the energy. Yeah, totally. Um, and then we of course get to uh, a Bad Bunny getting involved, which I was like, <laughs> uh... well, I, you had a little Miz coming out and just having a conniption on the on the DJ equipment was pretty funny. So. Which, by the way, did you notice? So he comes out and he beats up the DJ equipment with the Money in the Bank briefcase. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that the Money in the Bank briefcase made an, made a uh, a cameo during the Last Man Standing match? No, I didn't. 
Yeah, go back and watch at one okay. of those backstage moments. It's just sitting there. It's just sitting out there. Like, <laughs> he just like, left oh. it laying there, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's it's obviously terribly important um, because he just left it sitting there for anybody to see. That's hysterical. I, I, that was that was lovely. Uh, so then we got Bad Bunny and and his thing, and then because I I needed to be kicked in both testicles. Uh, then we then we had Riddle come down because now I got to deal with this idiot. I I don't. There's something about you know what actually Riddle has taken over for Roman Reigns as someone who I just find like offensive on a genetic like atomic cellular level. You don't, don't like the original bro, bro? No, I I don't. No, no, on the bro, bro. I I. <laughs> I can't stand this guy. And the thing is, like, he seems like a pretty good worker, but I don't know what it is about his character. I just, again, not even in a good heel heat way. It's like, just go away heat. I, I can't stand the character. I don't want anything to do with him. Although he, he did seem to do all right in the match, um, but uh, I was not exactly happy. But but then that was redeemed by Ricochet coming down. And uh, what, uh, this guy isn't human. No. he's He's not human. He's incredible. And he's completely I, underutilized. I I don't know like the the when he was when he was going up against bat uh, uh, going up against Daniel Bryan, which I I get like it's amazing to me how how much in ring chemistry Daniel Bryan has with with like anybody in that match, mm-hmm. but yeah he's. He, there's nothing about him that's all that special, like as far as a character mm-hmm. or anything. Like there's nothing about him that makes me go, I really want to watch. Like if I heard like WWE is coming to town, oh yeah, who's in the main event? Daniel Bryan. Uh, you know what? Maybe I'll watch the John Wick movies instead. Uh, like I, nothing about him makes me want to go see him. But he 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 does really well with just about anybody they put him in the ring with. So I mean, I guess that's it. But anyway, so when Ricochet did like the standing like backflip mm-hmm. over Brian, I was like, that's that's like some like unreal yeah. stuff. Like I can't even. I I have enough time. And again. Maybe it's because I'm I'm a man who's just about to turn 45, and I have enough trouble getting up out of bed in the morning. That I, seeing someone like just standing there and all of a sudden doing a, a backflip over somebody from a standing position is just remarkable to me. Yeah. Because at at the apex of my physical prowess, I wouldn't have even bothered to even think of attempting that, let alone attempting it. But oh my gosh, he was amazing, just bouncing everywhere, and and I don't understand why he is not more utilized. That guy is a remarkable talent. Yep. Misused. Remarkable. Misused. Oh, and and all in here we had like Damian Priest, like who is who is really pretty impressive. Oh yeah. Um, yep. He is. And then of course, and then of course, <laughs> you you have Kane come down. Oh, Kane, 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 Kane. Mayor Kane. of Knoxville, so, Tennessee. Somebody got to tell Kane that if he's going to show up for these things, they got to give him some warning, so maybe he can like get some plexus, you know, some <laughs> Jenny Craig, something, because he's like, I, I mean, I know the dude's old, but you got to drop a couple pounds so you can at least move a little bit. I mean, he's he's, I mean, slow, but yeah. it was kind of cool where you know he comes in. I think he got like one, two eliminations to add to his record, and then kind of gives the rub to to Damian Priest, mm-hmm. letting him eliminate him. So that was kind of cool. And Could I uh, jump in on Brian for a minute? Yes, please. Yes. See, I, I so I, I I will again agree to disagree with you on Brian. I I think Brian in a lot of ways uh, exemplifies what we see with like AJ Styles, where those two guys can make make a broom look like a entertaining match. You know what I mean? Like I I, I get what you're saying. He he's kind of vanilla. You know, maybe not a Hogan esque kind of character, but at the same time, 
he is the master of the yes movement. He he has been on Team Hell No, and uh, he he's found a way to connect with the fans. So, oh no, totally. I mean, I get that. It's 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 more of a uh, like in some ways. I don't understand why I kind of root for him or why I'm I'm okay with him because I don't find anything remarkable about him. But he, he has good matches. Like he he seems to be able to work with just about anybody, and I'm like I don't get it, but hey, I don't need to get it because it works. Well, and and similar to Shinsuke and similar to AJ Styles, they they work that style of wrestling where they make it look very realistic. You know what I mean? Like like the the yeah. strikes look legit. It's it's very hard hitting action, and it's you know it just it just has a realism to it that is sometimes lacking when you know with with other wrestlers, and so. So, anyways, I, I I just wanted to call that out just because I for, for for me at least, you know, Brian was actually my my pick to win uh, last night. I I thought he was going to have have another run at it, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, I'm I'm not upset with who they chose. Um, I, I I I know Edge is kind of a bit of a uh, old guard kind of thing, but but I I think there's something to be said for doing a, a story this year with that sort of Clint Eastwood old gunslinger kind of character that's going on with him so uh yeah totally but but anyways with 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 brian i i just have a slightly different perspective oh no and i i I understand i respect that and i guess i guess just to clarify that it's not it's not that i i dislike him it's just i i don't necessarily get it like Mm -hmm. how it all works but i i don't have to get how it all works you know it it just does and sometimes that's just enough Mm -hmm. and then uh so then i had these these next three notes uh in my in my notes uh, Corbin, <laughs> <laughs> that this, guy. Everyone hates him when he just shows up. <laughs> this waste of space. This person who's stealing air from smart people and better performers. Oh my god! He schlubs his way to the room and eliminates Nakamura because Vince hates us. And then Corbin eliminates Otis because again Vince hates us. Oh yeah. Mysterio eliminates Corbin, and then my faith in humanity is restored. Those are legit the three notes that I had right in a row. Yeah. Um, and I, 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 man, we were all I, disappointed when Otis got eliminated. Everyone, oh, I was too. I wanted more Otis. My, my sons and I, and 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 my family on the other side of the Zoom call, we were all just like digging Otis coming down, and uh, especially when he did the worm uh, or or, mm. or the caterpillar, as they call it. Yes. Um, you know, it was just like, oh man, give give us more Otis. You know, and and oh, just, just too short. Well, he's come so far in like the past like two years because I think it wasn't it wasn't last year's Rumble or maybe it was. It was last year's he, Rumble. He was helping save Mandy Rose from being eliminated. Yes, and he, she was like standing on him yes. outside. Yes, yes. I and and now I'm like because at that time I'm like, who in the hell is this guy? And where's the rest of his shirt? Dear God, get him like a long sleeve shirt, something. And now I'm like, you know what? I I I'm digging this guy, and and I was disappointed that he he got taken out so soon. But yeah. maybe you know, at least Corbin was out too. So I was like, okay, you know, justice served. And then Christian. Oh yeah, of, that was cool. Freaking nowhere. Yep. Yep. <laughs> was was kind of. I mean, no, it wasn't kind of cool. It was cool. Great, it great was reunion with fun. him and Edge. Great reunion. Yes, yeah, and and you know he he was good for for what he was being asked to do. Um, again, I don't know sometimes with some of these guys how much they're actually working if they're still doing any work or if they're just coming in. Like mm-hmm. I'm guessing Kane is not doing independent bookings. Like. They kind of like, hey, why don't you show up, uh, sort of thing. Which again was actually going just a sidetrack uh, to our many sidetracks. Uh, when uh, during uh, Undertaker's last ride, mm-hmm. 
when he shows up to WrestleMania and they're like, yeah, we want you to do something. He's like, uh, I left my gear at home. They're like, you came to WrestleMania and you didn't bring your gear. He's like, yeah, rookie mistake. So he had, like, <laughs> he had to book a flight home to like go and get his gear Gosh. and come back. I'm like, that is, that is just great. That is really great. Dedication um, to the job. Oh man. Dedication. Um, I, and then of course we had a we had a uh, uh, was it Bobby Lashley? Oh yeah, Bobby Lashley and Big E. The powerhouses. This is how you have a monster guy. Mm -hmm. Like this is this is how they should play Nia Jax because yes, Lashley looks like he should legitimately be able to destroy anybody. Any, I mean, good lord, he could. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that dude is like he is an action. Like it's one of the like I forget who I was talking about the other day, but one of the other episodes. But he's an action figure. Yeah, it's like if someone just like sprinkled magic dust and like you're you're one of your like. He-Man action figures sprung to life. It's that dude. Like, and I. But the way that they had him eliminated, it took four guys to eliminate this guy, which is how it ought to be done. That's how it should happen with Nia Jax yep. every single time. It should take four or five other people to eliminate that person just to show like how much of an ordeal it is. You know, that's that was done right, and 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 I I was like that kind of worked, and yeah, and him big him and Biggie, you, you go on with that because that was oh, oh chef's kiss. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Those two guys, oh, two guys who can who can absolutely work and move around, and and again, like someone like Lashley, like he's he's a pretty agile guy for someone with like that much body mass and that much that many muscles. Yeah, like, you don't think yeah. someone like that is going to be able to move like that's just not fair. No, it, it, it was it was a great chance <laughs> and, and and a great opportunity for them to showcase the two of them just kind of throwing you know bombs at each other and just, you know, just just, you know, going at it and it was just it was well done and you know, it was just like like that's what's that's what makes the Royal Rumble great is you get guys together who who don't you, you know, they're on different brands so you don't see them face off, you know, mm. week to week. And so, uh, you know, to be able to see them kind of face off that way and just, you know, have that kind of display and, and spotlight them was was very cool. Yeah, it's like the old All-Star game and World Series thing in baseball where yep. you didn't have interleague play. So this is the only time you got to see, like, you know, these guys play. And, and with some of the guys who made the All-Star team, like, ain't no way their team's ever making a World Series. <laughs> You know, right, it's like poor, right. like poor, like you know, uh, you know Tony Gwynn, ain't, and you're not going to see him in a World Series anytime soon. So you, you see him at the All Star Game, you're, you know, your 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 favorite pitcher gets to pitch against Tony Gwynn because it just never happens. Um, so that sort of thing. But yeah. So then the next note I have, going back to your your reference with uh, AJ Styles, I get why they have uh, what's what's the Omar or or. Yeah, it's Omos like Omar or, or Omis or something like that. Yeah, he he's this massive dude. I get why they why they're trying to do this. I I get it. He's the heel, but baby. To, he's the heel. But it is, it's. Oh, oh, hey, the cat decided to come in. Um, and and by the cat, I don't mean uh, Ernest. What's his face from WCW? I mean legit. My cat just decided <laughs> to shove her massive bulk against the door and force it open anyways um so uh the, i get what they're trying to do but it just makes aj look like a chump it really does like yeah. i don't feel like i i don't know if they know what the hell to do with aj styles because the last couple times i've seen him on pay-per-views he has been not his in-ring work has been unimpressive, but what what they have booked him to do and what they have him doing and the stuff they have him doing is so unimpressive. Yeah. 
it's it's just like a, such an underutilization of someone who should be. They're trying to push him as a heel because he's he's too. I mean, if if you leave him on his own to perform, and, and he could carry himself as as a heel character, but he there there has to be a new element to it. He he's already done the kind of you know lone heel thing on his own, and now I think they're trying to go with a more arrogant, more you know, in in, in some ways you know not a clone of what Shawn Michaels was when he had Diesel, but very similar. Pair mm-hmm. him with a very dominating looking individual so that he can play kind of the scaredy cat heel, even though we all know he's better than that, mm-hmm. you know, but he, but he just plays that role and, and, and you saw it play out. I mean, his, his bodyguard pulled two guys out of the rumble, which kind of an, uh, you know, you, you get upset about what happened with Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens and you have to apply the same logic to this. It's like, wait a minute, how can people be eliminated by someone on the outside? <laughs> I mean, well, it's like, it's, at least in that, at least in that circumstance, it no, because it would be like if he pull if he pulled them out through like the middle of the ropes or under the bottom rope, and they count that as elimination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's not actually defying a stipulation of the match. It's a it's a bending of a rule mm-hmm. because yeah, he shouldn't be allowed to like th- that person should have. But I mean, I guess they can like say those well, guys hey. should be allowed to go back in the ring because they weren't eliminated by someone in the actual match. You know, if if, if you want to get really you know strict with the rules. Well, yeah, but then there's all. I think there's also been incidents. Again, we're talking rules in wrestling here, which is is kind of funny. You have to admit, um, it is. But but I mean, there's been guys who have gone over kind of accidentally, or or you know, or whatever. Like it's goofed up, and they've they've almost put themselves over the ropes and stuff. And you say, well, no one actually eliminated them; they eliminated themselves. That sort of thing. I mean, I get it, and I'm I'm willing to go go on that because again, it's also it's thirty guys. You know, it's like there's a bunch of stuff happening. It's not like there's only two people. And that's the that's the, that's determining the match. You know what I mean? It wasn't like it's the it, it was like two guys left and he eliminated one of them. Then I would be upset. But where it's kind of happening, you know, in the last quarter of the match and it's not affecting the outcome directly, I guess I'm okay. It's it's a very I'll I'll grant you it's a very vague sort of quibbling that I'm doing, mm-hmm. but it works for me. <laughs> run with it, baby. Run with it. And so then we have uh, the, our last two entrants, uh, which were uh, Seth Rollins at number 29 and mm-hmm. Ron Strowman. Yes. The man, the mo- monster among men, the beard among boys. I don't the know. Guy's Jack now. He's he, he's clearly been hitting the uh, hitting the gym. Well, I mean, you might as well. I, I imagine like with these, a lot of these guys, like, I, are they are, now? Are they doing like an NBA sort of like bubble thing? Like they kind of try and keep everybody around and like, hey, don't. I don't know. I I think they're testing, but I don't know that they're trying to do a bubble thing. Okay, because I imagine like just without their travel schedule. I mean, even if you have to like, even if you're like, oh, I'm going to go home and I'm going to spend five days at home and then I'll show back up down in Tampa for you know taping or whatever. That's a that's a pretty damn chill schedule for these guys right now. I imagine yeah. at some point it's like, well, I better go hit the gym because I'm not used to being home, and you know, I'm driving my I'm driving my family crazy, and they're driving me crazy, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Because yep. because yep. I imagine that's sort of the thing. Like you get you get used to a certain routine where like someone's gone, then all of a sudden they're home, and it's like, okay, don't you have somewhere to go like now? <laughs> <laughs> um, so maybe that's his escape. Like I'm just going to go to the gym and lift heavy things. Um, because I mean it's paying off. But the the one question I was, how in the hell is Riddle in the final six for this thing? Uh, because I was, I, uh, because oh my gosh, is just ah, 
was making me mad. Got um, got to elevate the young talent. Isn't there anyone else though? Any, anyone else who any, wearing flip flops? Sadly, I mean, just, right now, no. Uh, okay. But yes, Riddle somehow ends up as one of the final six, and uh, impressive, wasn't he? No. Um, <laughs> I don't feel I need to elaborate. I feel, I think I've said all I need to say about about Mr. Riddle. Um, oh, so, see, there's the. Uh, Serenity uh, Garden there in the background. Just for you, my friend. Start saying the name Riddle, and we need to have the Serenity Garden. I feel much better now. Uh, But now, actually, and my notes actually kind of uh, predicted what you were going to say. When you mentioned uh, Brian kind of relating to a Hulk Hogan-esque character, I actually have this in my notes. Brian is a gaunt, hipster Hulk Hogan feeding off the crowd. Yes, he is. He looks like he looks like this weird sort of like the way his I don't know what it is with his face or or the beard or or what what's going on but it looks like he's it looks like he's one of those actors who's in the process of losing a tremendous amount of weight for a role <laughs> but ain't quite got there yet. It's very yeah. weird, very weird. I'm not I'm not trying to pick on the guy's physical appearance. Like you are who you look like and there's again, there's a reason why I don't put a picture of myself on this podcast. I don't need y'all knowing what I look like. I don't. I got a I got a face made for radio. Let That's he who cast the first stone. No, never mind. I, I, I'm not doing that. It's just kind of funny to me because, again, I'm like, I just, this guy is kind of mysterious to me, like the appeal. I mm-hmm. get it, but I don't get it. Yeah, and then, of course, uh, what Rollins managed to eliminate uh, Strowman and Christian. Was that right? Yeah, Rollins was pulling some shenanigans. He went outside. He was kind of waiting to to yeah. spring on them, and they 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 pulled a little uh, little shenanigans with him on that. And uh, yeah, he was down to the final three, right? It was down to him, Edge, and uh, God, crud. Who was the last? Well, one? no, it was uh, so. Uh, uh, I don't know because I just no because because it- Rollins was the last one to go out. Yeah, I, I have it as Edge eliminates Rollins, and then of course Orton returns. And Which, what did what did he do? Uh, he RKO'd. RKO'd. There we are. There, oh, there you have. Edge managed to eliminate Orton, and we get Edge winning his second Royal Rumble. And can we just give props to Randy Orton because when he took that dive out of the ring, he put some stank on it. You know what mm. I mean? Like I I I felt like he he just he he just elevated. You know, Edge tossed him, and he just kind of made it look. You know, just there was like an exclamation point on that. Yeah. Like I I just got had, even though I sat out for 15 minutes of this match. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was very entertaining, and and it just it just had the right the right tone to it. You know, I mean, yeah. Ed, Edge had been through through the ringer as number one, and. Uh, it was very cool to see him kind of get the elimination and uh, and and get it. So, what did you have this one rated as, sir? Uh, I'm gonna go uh, with with. I felt this was on par with what the women put out. Um, I, I felt this was a four star rumble. I, I I liked the inner. You, you know, some well, of the mini. Huh? Oh, okay, yeah, okay. I for a minute I thought you had that as I was looking at the other match. I was like, I thought you had the two and a half stars. No, you had four stars. No, for no, the no, we, no. Okay. B- both the women's and men's rumble, I put it four stars. I, I thought the 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 kind of mini storytelling going on was well done. I thought there was, you know, some good uh, elevation of the younger talent. Good to see Biggie get some shots in. Damian Priest, uh, you know, just uh, highlighting, um, 
you know, just some of that, you know, younger talent, Riddle, <laughs> which I know, uh, you know, is is one that you're not going to like. Um, but, uh, you know, just, just you know, kind of showcasing some you know, of the younger. You know, who, you know, the problem is, actually, I just, I just realized, you know who he reminds me of? A who? less muscled Billy Gunn. That's, <laughs> I think that's why I don't like him. Because he just, oh, for some reason, those two connected in my head, and it's like, uh, oh yeah, it's just a, it's a less, it's a less HGH'd version of Billy Gunn. Indeed, I, I mean, far more talented in terms of re- of of working. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Indeed, <laughs> but yeah, something but, about that. Anyways, good, go ahead, sir. But but good storytelling, like even with the Orton thing being predictable, I, I thought it was a, a great effect to kind of set the you know set the tone and kind of pick up. Where they left off, where or Orton had injured Edge, and Edge now has his chance to kind of get back in him, and you know Orton kind of doing the scumbag routine of you know coming in at the very end trying to spoil it, and then Edge you know coming out triumphant, and now you know who who does he face? Does he go against uh, the head of the table Roman Reigns, or does he go against Drew McIntyre, who is you know kind of the the fighting you know respectful kind of you know champion? So it'll be interesting to see where where they kind of take this and where he goes, but but I. You know, there there's something, you know, some things I read today are being said about, you know, why, why you know, didn't they have a younger talent, you know, kind of being established here. They, they, they did that last year with McIntyre. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel uh, this year it was reasonable to take Edge, who, you know what, it's, it's only Vince and WWE's fault if they can't seem to get some of these younger guys saddled with some good stories. And, and that's where they need to put their focus. So give it to Edge for this year. Focus on the young guys, get some good stories going, and 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 get them established so that next year we we have a a compelling you know character to kind of get behind as, as far as the winner goes. So that's where I'm putting it. Four stars. Right on. Uh, I originally I would. Hmm. This one's hard for me to rate uh, because I kind of you know what I'll I'll say I I started out at a three and a half stars. However. The Orton return was just so obvious. There was, was there was there was never any doubt, and I saw it coming a mile away. And it was just a matter of how they were going to do it at the very end. Whether it was going to be when when Edge eliminated the last person, you know, in air quotes, or whether he was going to come back bef- just just before that when there was like two people. You know, that was the only question. I got to deduct a little bit for that because it was so telegraphed, you know, mm-hmm. it was like, <sighs> I know, I know it's like, it's predetermined and all that. And, you know, yeah, you can kind of see a lot of this coming a mile away, but oh my gosh, you could see that coming 10 miles away. It was, it was, it just kind of stuck out to me. So I'm, I'm going to go for th- from three and a half down to three. I'll deduct a half a star for that because overall it was good. I was invested and for me, it feels about right because this was definitely not as good as the the women's rumble. I felt the honestly, I thought the women's rumble was the match of the night. Really, it really because it was so much storytelling, and mm-hmm. I was so invested all the way through. And I felt the the actual the work, the moves, the the skill level was there because again, it it continues my trend of every single one of these pay per views. I walk away feeling much more impressed with the women's division mm-hmm. than the men's division. Nice. I'm I'm just so impressed with 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 what the women's division is putting out and the characters that they're developing there and just the quality of the matches. Granted, it wouldn't take much for the men's matches to 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 be equal yeah. to that. Really, yeah. it just comes down to not putting like a Goldberg McIntyre match on first. Yeah. 
put someone else in there with McIntyre that can actually, oh, I don't know, wrestle. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, McIntyre is capable. He is capable. Just taking a shot in the dark there. I mean, I, I like the fact that you had uh, you had Damian Priest in there for a long period of time, and and he looked really good. Um, I would have much rather have had you know Ricochet in there for a longer time than having you know than having Corbin in there for as long as he was. You know, I thought like the one guy who was in there kind of as as the exact way that he should have been was Elias. Like that was a, mm. it's a name I've recognized. I don't know a whole lot about him except that he's supposed to be like an annoying heel uh, or whatever. But it felt like he he was in there. He served his purpose and then he got out. And it was just the right amount of that character, mm. you know. And it felt like you just start using some of these characters in a better way, and developing better stories for them. Like you're saying, I mean, why the hell can't Ricochet be doing? I mean, that that dude is so talented. Yep. Out, out, out his freaking ears with talent, and you can't find something for him to do. That ain't his fault. That's your fault. Mm-hmm. You know, that's Agreed. creative. That's Vince. That's whoever's in charge of that. Uh, so overall, three stars for the men's rumble. Um, and and as I said before, a very a very satisfying pay per view. I felt I I did not feel cheated whatsoever. I felt mm-hmm. like my time was well spent. Definitely a step up from Survivor Series. Yes, and I would actually say even a step up from last year's Rumble. Uh, yes. I, I mean, and that was fun. I mean, hey, there was people. Remember back when we used to have people at at, <laughs> at these events? <laughs> Boy, those were the days. And actually, isn't so? Isn't the isn't WrestleMania supposed to happen? Because it looks like it's the ex- almost the exact same graphics as last year. Aren't they? They're shooting for Raymond James sta- Stadium again this year. I think so. Yeah, and they're oh. they're. I believe they're going to break it across two nights. That's it's going to be Saturday and Sunday. They're going to give it the New Japan Pro Wrestling treatment. Well, they did last year too. Yes, they did. That's I, but I, that's wishful thinking, dude. That's wishful thinking. I mm. really, I mean, even considering how lax Florida has been with like, oh no, we're gonna have di- we're gonna have Dolphins games and we're gonna do this and that and the other. I'm like, dude, COVID's running wild down there. Ben, COVID's running more wild than Hulkamania ever did. Uh, I don't, <laughs> I don't know, that's just such a good idea, you know. Um, oh, but uh, I, I, I don't know how it's gonna work. But hey, you know, uh, you know, gotta gotta stay positive, I guess. So mm-hmm. we'll see how all that shakes out. But uh, yeah, this is a this was this was really good. I was I was pleasantly surprised and and happy to have spent the time even though my wife my wife was not impressed with me whatsoever for watching wrestling on a sunday night oh the look of disgust was glorious it really was (laughs) i i I seriously i had like i had a heel moment where i as i told her that and i her back was turned to me like i'm like turn around give me the exact same look that you just gave when i told you i was gonna watch wrestling and she gave it to me like yes yes do it let the hate flow through you. Yes, embrace your hate. You you will become more powerful than you can ever imagine. Mm. Oh, it was great. And another thing. All right. Well, sir, what do you got for and another thing this week? So in, in the same uh, vein of, of WWE and wrestling, uh, on the WWE Network, uh, they have a series of, uh, I don't know if you want to call them documentaries or behind-the-scenes kind of uh, episodes, but WWE Untold. Mm. Uh, you know, some some background, some behind-the-scenes, some a, a view in into the uh, you know pulling the curtain back on on the theatrics and the entertainment that is the wrestling industry. Uh, specifically, I, I want to call out an episode uh, that was near and dear to my heart called "I Am the Game." Uh, which was about a series of matches between Triple H and Mick Foley back in uh, 
the 2000s, um, which really kind of cemented Triple H as a main event player. Really enjoyed the story and, and just the, the way they told it. I, I think the man Paul Levesque behind Triple H uh, unfortunately doesn't get enough credit for his... Uh, I, I think he gets a lot of credit nowadays with NXT and what he does with that, but I think back in the day he, he caught a lot of flack for, you know, being married to Stephanie and just the the way he kind of had an influence on the business and yeah and and in this in this episode really kind of I really felt he he went above and beyond kind of giving Mick Foley a lot of praise and a lot of due for for elevating you know him mm-hmm. uh, as as Foley was kind of on his his way out uh, you know towards the end of his career his body was breaking down and well, wait it was a minute. just time was this the second or third way out for for Foley I think this was the uh, tenth. <laughs> But anyways, he's had a, he's uh, had a lot of exits off that off that uh, particular career turnpike. He he has he has, and then somehow ten years later was like you know Impact World Champion uh, <laughs> for a period of time. But anyways, you know what? Honestly, uh, one of the best gimmicks would be if if he if he rolled up our truth for the twenty four seven championship. That's probably about the only move he can pull off at this point. I would I would love that. Good you know? Lord. That's all I want to see him do at this point because he, he didn't need to be doing anything more to his body. So And then and then uh, maybe Al Snow. Like you could do that on a you could do that on a pay per view where he does that and then Al Snow is like his bodyguard. Yes. Yes. And, and they're yes. both but they're all just kind of like both obviously old and decrepit and Al mm-hmm. completely blows it and gets rolled up by R Truth and you know Mick gets rolled up again and is like yep. Al <laughs> Like yes, I, I would love that. You know what, you, Vince? You, that one's you free. just booked a very entertaining segment. That one's free. You go ahead and take that one. You know, we'll talk about the next one. I want a percentage, but that one's free. All Uncle Todd wants is just a month of WWE Network free. No, I I want a year. <laughs> I need a year. I need me a Vince. I'm going. I'm going to need about three fifty. Three fifty. Damn you, Anyways. Uncle Todd! Coming up with your three. No, anyway. Anyways, uh, yeah, but no, just just you know, just a great behind the scenes on those matches, mm. and just you know how you know just just the appreciation both guys had for one another. I, I really like the fact Foley calling out um, because I, I really felt like like John Cena dropped the ball a few times during his run, uh, you know, with this. But you know, when Foley comes out as Cactus Jack, if if if, if you don't have Triple H selling it as you know, this major thing to have this, you know, kind of sadistic side of, of Foley come, you know, his character come out and be the thing that he has to face. Oh, yeah. Then then it has no meaning, you know, and, and, and Cena did that a lot. There were a lot of guys who were trying to pull stuff with him, and he just kind of played it cool. And, you know, I know Nash and Hall kind of did that sometimes, too, where they just kind of, you know, did did the cool bad guy routine. And, 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 and it, really, it, it really does take something away from a feud when you have – you know, one side of it just not caring or, or playing it up like it's not a big deal. And in mm-hmm. this case, it, it, it was really kind of a master class in how two guys knew how to sell for each other and, and really elevate each other. And, and so I, I just it was 50 minutes long, but it was just such a great, great behind the scenes story of, of a classic set of matches that, that really, you know, is a great swan song for Foley out of his active WWE career and a great elevation of Triple H to be the main event player that he continued to be throughout the 2000s so wwe untold series check it out yeah that and i watched that one as well and it it reminded me of uh, a bit in foley's book when he had his match with sting 
Mm-hmm. And how he had the attitude of, you know, Sting was like, I thought you were coming in to put me over. And he's like, yeah, but I don't see why I can't get over too. Right. And this right. idea of like, that was a revolutionary thing for Sting because, of course, he's he's he was in a very dysfunctional company. And this idea that like, hey, even though I'm going to lose, there's no reason why I can't make myself look a little bit better. Like we can't yeah. we can both make ourselves look better and 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 go forward. There's no reason that one of us has to look horrible so the other one can get over. I think, you know, uh, Triple H has always kind of had that, even though, yeah, I, I think he's. He's definitely benefited a little bit by being married mm-hmm. to the boss's daughter. You can't you can't take that out of the equation. But he has that attitude of like he doesn't necessarily bury people. Right. You know, like they everyone kind of gets over. It. And I especially love the part of that when he talks about uh about Foley calling the audible and kicking out of that first pedigree. Mm-hmm. In the Madison Square Garden street fight, yep. and and yep. and when they replay it, and you see the look of surprise, and and Triple H is kind of playing it to the crowd, but he does that quick look at the ref, almost like a "what the hell," yeah, <laughs> kind of moment, yeah. like what's going on, like that yep. ain't that was the end, and 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 of course because Foley is Foley, wanting to do the finisher on the thumbtacks, like he wanted to take the pedigree on the thumbtacks because Foley is just that guy well and and let's not forget what Foley says oh that was awesome I closed my eyes I knew you know there was a chance he closed his right eye he kept the other one open because that's how Foley is like he still wants to still see like I closed my right eye as tight as I could and I thought I could lose an eye but what about the pop (laughs) (laughs) which I was like speaks volumes of this man (laughs) Oh, damn you, you glorious bastard, you. Yes. Here's yes. to you, yes. Mrs. Foley's baby boy. Oh, oh man. Yeah, it is a great, great show. And I'm going to keep my uh, and another thing kind of in line, very, very wrestling-centric. Like, we, mm-hmm. we, one of the three uh, Weekend Geek items is is about wrestling. We have an entire show about wrestling, and now both and another things have to do with wrestling. Oh, my good Lord, what is orange the world whip. coming to? Orange whip. Three orange whips. Yes, please. Oh, such a great cameo by John Candy in that show. <laughs> such a beautiful part. Uh, hey, we're, this is Car 84. We're in a truck. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, so good. Oh, my gosh. Fantastic. With, like, four, like, quality lines, he just managed to uh, own that part. Anyways, uh, so my uh, mine is for another do- uh, WWE documentary, and this one is called Ladies and Gentlemen, my name is Paul Heyman. Oh mm-hmm. my god! And it's all about, of course, Paul Heyman, and uh, it, it's a oh, it's a great look at this guy. And uh, one of uh, much like a Steve a Stone Cold Steve Austin, a guy I could listen to for days on end talk about wrestling. I, yes. I could I could listen to this guy talk about wrestling all day. He is such a compelling figure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, it, and just learning more about him as he's going on. Like the, like the fact that the dude had a business at the age of 11 selling yeah. movie posters by mail. Yep. And then he was bored with that after a couple of years. Because, you know, I just got bored. I wasn't into that. I wanted to be in wrestling. So he says, I took my bar mitzvah money. And then he even he even has to stop and laugh. He's like, I don't like any good Jewish boy would do it. I, I took my bar mitzvah money and I invested in it a business. And I was like, 
I was like, you got to be kidding me with this. When I was like 13, 11, 13, I was not thinking about running a business. It just was, uh, this guy is something special. But, oh, man, just his life and, and his experience throughout the business is so great. And just kind of getting a behind-the-scenes look. And even like like Stephanie talking about having to kind of, kind of rein him in and like yeah. knock him down a couple pegs because it's like, I, I had to like sit there and think about it. I'm like, oh yeah, Paul is older than Stephanie. <laughs> like Stephanie is definitely younger, even though she has the higher position because well, she was born into the company. But Paul kind of has this attitude where you don't always necessarily equate with like how old he is with how old he is because he kind of has this like they talk about like you know his smile and the look in his eyes and like he's still like that 13 year old kid, you know. And there is a bit of that in in him you know uh but just a great documentary about about him and and him kind of talking about his career before wwe and and even how you know where he's at with the company now and uh kind of spilling a lot of tea about you know just everything that happened with him having various fallouts with wwe and then coming back and and going and coming back and uh is is really well done again just a testament to how good wwe is at doing these documentaries uh making them compelling and watchable and fun and 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 just running the gamut of uh of emotional the emotional spectrum i guess you could say Mm -hmm. but yes definitely check that out ladies and gentlemen my name is paul Heyman, uh which is a great name for a documentary by the way as well so I believe that is about it for this week. Uh, I think we've tied up all the loose ends. I think we've we've snipped all the threads. So at this point, uh, we need to we need to thank all of our listeners. Thank you uh, once again for tuning in. Thank you all, members of the the Free Range ADC congregation. We do appreciate you all gathering and and reading from the scriptures of the idiotacy. And uh, you know, normally you know we're not going to pass the we're not going to pass the collection plate. Uh, all that we ask is that if you haven't subscribed, if you're new to the congregation, if you would please uh, subscribe. You know, it isn't that much to ask. Just boost the numbers a little bit. Just go, well, oh, ha You know, a little, a little something, something. Just, uh, you know, help us out a little bit. And, and give us a peek. Yeah, just give us a peek. Just a peek. Just a peek. Uh, you know, and, and you can find us on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Podbean. If you go to freerangeadc.com, that'll show you all of our episodes. You can go through and, you know what, go, go through and download those like two, three times. I don't know if it'll count, but... You know, I mean, it's all just funny money numbers here on the interwebs anyways. And, hey, <laughs> it amuses us because we're simple creatures. Mm-hmm. So uh, be sure to subscribe. Share it with all your friends and family. Let them know that, that you listen to this fine, fine podcast. And then they'll listen to it and, well, they'll probably wonder about your questionable taste. And that's all right because we got the numbers, baby. That's all we care about. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also find us on the social medias because, uh, Man, we love us some us. I mean, it's just is just just who we are. Uh, so we love to talk about ourselves, especially me in the third person. And uh, you can find us on Facebook. We are on Twitter. We are on Instagram. All of those are at Free Range Idiocy. You know, you might have some questions. You know, you may find yourself in a very large autom- Oh wait, no, I'm sorry. That's a Talking Heads song. I'm getting things all crossed up now. <laughs> Same as it ever was. Don't um, get a suit. <laughs> Oh, if we haven't gotten sued yet, I mean, I mean, a couple close calls, but you know. Uh, So, if you have any questions uh, regarding this episode, if you have any complaints, you have any rants, you have any bones to pick, don't send them to me. Send them to Tim at FreeRangeEDC.com, and and he'll do something with them. He'll soothe your 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 wounds, or you'll he'll I don't know. He he might just tell you to you know just 
go take a send your recording of the Serenity card. Take a long walk off a short pier. Go pound sand, if you will. And you know what? You might have it coming. I don't know. I, I'm not in, in, into your business. So, but make sure you send all those. If you've had, you know what? If you have a suggestion, we're always looking for suggestions because, as you can tell, we're not that bright, and we we are always looking for suggestions for for show ideas. So you can send those to Tim at FreeRange at idc.com and and let us know what you'd like us to jabber on about if that would amuse you. And we'll even mention your name here on the interwebs, and you can tell all your friends that you now have fake internet points. Won't that be lovely uh-huh. so now we've we've come to the official last segment of the show and i know everybody is breathing a sigh of relief and thanking god that i'm gonna finally shut my yap and so it's at this point that as i'm winding down and i'm i'm getting ready to hand the baton to tim that <sighs> i just think back over the show Cleansing breaths. i kind of i try to forget that we ever even talked about goldberg whatsoever as a matter of fact, I try and replay that entire that entire match in my head, and just imagine that it's Gilberg instead of Goldberg, because that would have been more entertaining. I ponder whether I've actually started to go insane because I was going to give Roman Reigns a highly ranked star rating for a match, and I say, Tim. Yes, sir. What the hell did we learn tonight? We learned the following things, my friend. Oh, goody! I always like it when you have a list. I feel I feel like I'm good hands. Star Wars, the sequel trilogy being retconned. Please don't. Mm. <laughs> just, just please, just leave it be. Just let, let it lie. Just give us some new content and let's move on. Now just stop in the name of love. Just, just stop. Just, just stop. let it go. Uh, WandaVision, as good old JR would say, business is about to pick up King. Oh, that's a slobber knocker going on right now. It's a slobber knocker is right. Royal Rumble, always an entertaining event year over year just continues to be an entertaining one uh something that we didn't talk about but yet i feel we learned wait we missed something are you serious we, uh, we did thank you to dustin pedroia ah uh, yes play for the memories as he was part of uh, the championship teams that we thought we'd never see again <laughs> <laughs> yep so we we tip our cap to the laser show thank you my friend and uh as a Boston fan, uh, very much appreciate the solid play, the grittiness, and just the the memories, as I said, of, of those fun championship teams. Wait, what? And you say, finally, what did you say about memories? Something we have not learned, but something that should be acknowledged. To our Uncle Todd. Oh boy! A happy birthday to the articulate one this week. Uh, I knew you were gonna bring that up. Oh yeah. <laughs> you old man with so with all that being said and with uncle todd now ruining the day that he unleashed me upon such a segment at the end be safe be healthy be kind be good to one another and as always please because we just can't seem to remember hit the lights on the way out it's like i took the wrong week to quit drinking i beg your pardon what did you say damn you're such a disappointing pair. I prayed so hard for you. Get out. And don't come back until you've redeemed yourselves. Sorry for the remote rendezvous, Mando. <laughs> send them home. Just send them home. Time to go home there, boss. Oh!
Son of a bitch, Paul, why didn't you just go home? That's your home! Are you too good for your home? Answer me! I was gonna take the high road and just say thank you and leave. Don't take the high road, Paul. But I have something to say to you! You're wrong. Shut up, Wesley. Did you give me my cheese wheels, boy? Hi. <laughs> Wanna hand me the mic? Thanks a lot. Hi, this is car, um, what number are we? Five, five. Car 55. Um, we're in a truck. <laughs> Damn! Oh, Johnny, I apologize. I forgot you were there. You may go now. The reason we can't remember is because I'm getting old. <laughs> Rigs, we're getting too old for this. Need some rigs. Need some ginkgo biloba. I can't remember. Where'd we park the car again? Oh, good rigs. <laughs> That's a, that's a that's a worst like impression in my arsenal right there is Danny Glover. I don't know why. Like he's such a nice guy and I I wish I could I could do the impression justice but not even close to my Apollo Creed. But then again, all of my impressions are are pretty crap. I mean, we got to No, admit. no, no. The 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 Carl Weathers are always always spot on. I got to I got to find one from Action Jackson. That that way I can complete the set cuz I we got the Happy Gilmore, we got the the mm-hmm. Rocky. I need a we got the the Mandalorian. I need a. I need an Action Jackson to complete the set. I feel like I'm collecting one of those old. Like you remember, you used to go to the gas stations and they had mm-hmm. the glasses that you would get. You get the Star Wars glasses and all that. Oh I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I need to. Co- I need to finish off my my Carl Weathers impression gas station glass set. <laughs> <laughs>